Okay, so Anne, here we are, episode 90-something. See how I didn't commit to a number there, because I always get it wrong. 98! Episode 98! You're going to waste loads of time again, because I've only got 94 hours and 35 minutes of recording space left. Awesome! Well, that means that we've got a we've got a succinct message that we've got to give out. We've got, like, a tiny podcast. Mm. All right, so uh, so what's what's been happening? What have you been up to? How you how you doing? We're waiting for us to record the podcast. I know you've been waiting for us to record the podcast. You made me eat an extortionate amount of garlic bread before we recorded this. Mm. I'm quite garlicky right now. Vampires mm. are not going to want to go anywhere near me, nor women for that fact, and not just because of my obscene love handles and also spotty facial hair at best. No, it's because I now smell like gulick. I smell like Gaelic. I smell like gulick. So, Anne. Dreamful. What have you been up to? Anything new in the world of Anne? No. Are those new glasses? No. Is that a new glass? No. Is that some new juice? No. What is it? It looks like delicious juice. Cherry Coke. It's Cherry Coke? Are we talking full fat diet or Coke Zero? It's Pepsi Max. Or Coke Bronze. It's Pepsi Max. It's Pepsi Max, so it's not even Coke. Already, you are building this podcast on a series of ever-expanding lies. It's the same thing. All right, anyway. And so, what, what's been going on in the news? Let's talk news first, and then we'll go into the podcast, you bet. So, Telltale Games are shutting down. Okay. You sad? Did you pre-order? Did you pre-pre-order? Did you pre-order any of The Walking no, Dead season? Because you're an idiot if you pre-order stuff. I mean, some people are smart people. There are good guys on both sides. Pre-order a downloadable game. There are good people on both sides. I don't feel like this was entirely one side's fault. And it may cost us the lives of some innocents, but we'll get there in the end. So, what do you think is going to happen? Because do they film all of that? Like, not film. Film. Air quotes. Do they do they record all the dialogue before they start the program? Like, it's scripted, right? Yeah, possibly. Like, this podcast yeah. is very scripted. It's scripted, right? They just made the game up as they went along. Yeah. <laughs> Sad lips. Just... <laughs> Uh, halfway through, halfway through, Clementine's like, "Hey, hey, you know, you know, you know that time with the noodles? Mm. Play along. <laughs> Do you, know, you know the time with the noodles? I'm just driving in my car. Good, good, good job, good job. You remember when we we found boiling water with the noodles? Mm. Yeah. If you tell someone that they're a real big fan of doing improv, <laughs> you know what you're supposed to say to them. What you say, and then. <laughs> Yo, you you know you know that fun time we had with the noodles and the hot water mm. and the zoom bees. <laughs> just, I can't believe go. all these giant bees. <laughs> you just get higher pitch. Did you go on? Indicate you want them to follow you on this journey into mysticism and noodles, but in reality, just keep hitting a brick wall. Just be like, do you remember the zoom bees? The zoom bees came along. They're just like glass shatters around them as they steadily get more more and more uncomfortable. Anyway, so yeah, so it's all ad libbed. You say yeah. it's quite impressive. The first series wouldn't have been able to tell. Although it does make sense now because there are a lot of scenes that I should have been like, that's ad-libbed. Like, you know where Lee's like, hey guys, look, we've just come across this truck full of food. What should we do with this? And all the people are like, oh, oh yeah, look, it's full of it's full of crackers. And then another guy comes up and goes, oh look, Pop-Tarts, these are my favourite. And they're just lifting out nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's not filmed as if they're lifting anything out. That's Firstly, they exactly don't have the, the licences. Like. Yeah. yeah, they don't have any of the licences, so they're just lifting up air. So it's like an improv troupe surviving the zombie. It'd be a bit like that scene out of Hook, where they're eating food and they're actually eating nothing. It'd just be an improv troupe steadily surviving. They are eating surviving. food, though. 
They imagined it. <laughs> they so, imagined the food. Yeah. They are essentially the world's first filmed improv troupe, right? It counts if you imagine it. It counts if you imagine it. Well, never, that, never that's what improv anyway. is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's just, is it bad improv because everything they imagine is just goo? Yeah, sure. It's like where they're like, sure. oh, look, it's a roast turkey and it's just green sure. shit in a bowl. Sure. All right, whatever. <laughs> you don't want to talk about it, so you don't that's want to talk about this. It's just nonsense, man. It's just nonsense. Why is it nonsense? It is nonsense. Well, anyway, all right, on to the next piece of news. Everyone's hero, Chris Hardwick, is back. Who? Chris Hardwick. Talking Dead. Oh, what, the rapist? Yeah, he's back on TV. Oh. Yeah! Yeah, we're not going to... Those SJWs got defeated! Yeah. That rapist is allowed to have his TV program <laughs> Like, this is the thing that I find hilarious. Like, whose life is... Thought so- his life was ruined. I hope it is. By but accusations. It's not, but it's not, no. It's, it's blatantly not. He's back on TV. He's back being a millionaire soon. He'll probably be at Comic-Con going, Hey, Avengers! And then Chris Evans will be like, You're a rapist! Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing here? Chris Evans doesn't take shit from anyone. I like Chris Evans. Just Captain. like Brian Bortano. Brian Bortano doesn't take shit from anybody. No. Yeah, not anyone, anybody. Uh, but yeah, no, Chris Evans, Captain America, he's been very vocal about how much he hates the Prez. He didn't. Or okay. Prez idiot. Why are you trying to do the news? I don't fucking know. I'm trying to stall as long as I can so I'm still talking about something. Well, your review's first. I know, that's why I'm trying to stall, Andy, fuck. What, so you made me start the podcast? No, no I've got something doing. to talk about. Well, then talk about something. Okay. God's sake. I'm going to review this bowl. No. <laughs> this is, very, this is a video. This is a vlog, right? Stop <laughs> trying to add lib reviews. <laughs> Alright, my first review this week is going to be something very near and dear to my heart. It's my mum. Don't review your mum. <laughs> You're having a mental breakdown, aren't you? Of course. That'd be a bad thing to do. <laughs> the only thing that could be worse is if I reviewed my mum. Oh, God! Fine. <laughs> and then gave her a bad review. Oh, God, all right, no, okay, right, fine, I won't review my mum, all right, this is dredged up all kinds, of, all kinds of darkness. Get on with it. I'm going to review Absolver for the PS4. I don't want to have a two-hour-long fucking podcast again. <laughs> the audience do. No, they don't. Oh, come on, that's two commutes. Review Absolver. All right, I'm going to review Absolver for the PS4. It's like Dark Souls, in it, but you don't get weapons, except you do get weapons. It's very slow, it's very plodding. It's, uh, instead of it being, like, weapons-based and shield-based, it's, um, and magic-based, I guess, um... It's actually a simplified combat system. So it's three different fighting styles. And you pick one of those styles and then you have like a branching tree of moves you can learn. You start off with a very basic just combo. So like three, three scratch, branching scratch. trees. Why? Why do they all have this? I don't know. I, I don't fucking know. It's very formulaic now, how they do RPGs. It's made by um, Devolver. Oh, yeah. It makes some great stuff. And this is this is... It's got a really nice art style... It's got a weird sort of um, almost Samurai Jack style progression system. So you've got to defeat seven lower... The TV show that had a progression system. What, he had XP that he gained and... No, he had to defeat the order of the... He had to defeat each of the headbands in order to challenge headband one. What? Do you ever watch Samurai Jack? Yeah. Yeah, Samurai Jack, you had to have the second... You had to have the number... Afro Samurai. Oh, Afro Samurai. God damn it. Jesus Christ. They man. both have samurai in the title. Jesus Christ. They're both American anime style things. Oh. I don't fucking know. Anyway, so uh, yeah, in Afro Samurai, he obviously had to collect the headbands to challenge the number one headband. In this, you've got to be, you've got to defeat the seven, you've got to defeat the seven um, 
seven challengers or whatever they're fucking called to get to the main challenger. Uh, it's it looks nice. It plays fairly well. I know I knocked the microphone. Don't do that. Don't. It's not. We're not vlogging anymore. No one can see this. If we oh were, I'd wear God. a shirt that didn't have holes in it. Oh um, God. Them were sex holes. It's a small hole where the penises go in. Yeah, very I mostly good. fuck mat- mice. Mats. Yeah. I was just saying, I mostly fuck mats. Mm. <laughs> I've revealed I've got a tiny, tiny mouse-like penis mm. that fits through these holes. Um, Stuart Little, that's what we call it. <laughs> oh my god, have you seen Bucky Larson, Born to Be a Star? No, I don't want to. So Bucky Larson, Ever, Born no. to you've just you're reviewing you, Absolver. You've accidentally just given the plot to Bucky Larson. So let's talk about that very quickly. Yeah. So Happy Madison, they're a great company, right? They they produce nothing but great content, like King of Queens. Yeah. Name another program you like by Happy Madison. I, mean, I don't like any of them. Film? No. You like King of Queens? Oh, technically, then? they produced um, friggin' what's that Paul Thomas Anderson film with Adam Sandler? Anger Management? No, fuck off. That's not Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> Punch Drunk Love. Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, that's a Happy Madison. Yeah, film. technically they did. They also did what was the one with Don Cheadle where uh, Adam Sandler was Captain in Nine Eleven? <laughs> oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. What? There's nothing wrong with that. Play Guitar Hero. Oh. What when they're trapped under the rubber? Rock band. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, I shouldn't laugh at that. You're a prick. <laughs> People are gonna know I'm an asshole now because I laughed at your fucking nine eleven joke. It's been long enough. Do you? Do you think? It's yeah, it's been enough. seventeen years. Exclamation yeah. mark. Mm. You were meant to be reviewing Absolver. Just fucking so in Bucky Larson, born mm. to be a star. It's all about a man who has an incredibly small penis. No, and he tries to get into porn because his parents were very famous porn porn film stars. Um. <laughs> But because he's got a tiny penis, they're all like, get out of here, you tiny penis madman. You can't come in and do porn. got to penetrate a lady. you got a penis like a little cocaine fingernail. And, uh, like Carrie and, Fisher's fingernail. Yeah. And uh, it ends up ends up being a case that... It's fucking getting darker. It ends up being a case of... of um, he is really successful in porn because he makes men feel better about themselves. So he yeah. makes like porn that people want to watch with their girlfriends. They're like, look, I'm bigger than that guy. And it's like, ah, the mouse is bigger than that guy. It still doesn't stop a cheating on you because she's not satisfied. But you know what I mean. It makes men feel better. So it's like, it's a big porn success. And uh, he falls in love with Christina Ricci. She's in it. Also, uh, God, what was his name? Don Johnson from Miami Vice. He plays a director. And yeah, Bucky falls in love. Stops doing porn. Does a lot of porn to be with. And he stops doing porn. His, His signature move, when he comes, he it sounds like he's sneezing. And it's tiny. It's like a gunshot. It goes all over the place. It's like, ha, ha, ha. You're meant to be talking about Absolver. Yeah. So Absolver's better than Bucky Larson, Born to be a Star. Yeah. No. Bucky Bucky Larson, Born to be a Star is the worst film, one of the worst films I've ever seen. Absolver is not the worst game I've ever played. That honour goes to... So you haven't even actually given any thing about Absolver. You just mentioned that you go after some guys and that's it. That's all you said. What? And you started talking about Bucky Larson. Oh, right. Shit. Yeah, what? you need to say what the game's like. So Bucky Larson gets like... Uh, Don't care about a, Bucky Larson. <laughs> you give an Adam Sandler? Because it's Happy Madison product, so it seems fitting. All right, okay, sorry, Absolver. You've got me back on track. So Absolver is a martial arts-style combat game in which you take on various people. You have to defeat the seven cursed and then, or, or thrown out, whatever they're called. And then once you've done that... six minutes to get to this. Once you've done that, you can actually go and challenge the head honcho. And there's like other people in the game, so you can play online, and then anyone can just enter your game, and they can fight you like yeah. in Dark Souls. And if you die, you don't lose progression because it's not Dark Souls. But if you die, you do lose XP, but only a little bit because it's not Dark Souls. Okay. But it's very much like Dark Souls. 
What games are now? Call of Duty. Is the Dark Souls of Call of Duty? No, no, it's the PUBG of Call of Duty. Mm. Yeah. Because it's got it's got brutal royale. Pretty much literally. Yeah. So yeah, Absolver, it's a good game if you if you're sick of if you're sick of Dark Souls and the combat systems in Dark Souls. If you're looking for a new challenge and you've completed all the Dark Souls and all the Bloodborns and all the Demon Souls, then I'd say Absolver's a great game. But for the normal everyday person, it's a weird choice for PS Plus because that's who I got it from. I got it on the PS Plus last month, I believe. And it's a weird choice for that because it's on PS Plus. Pardon? Wasn't on PS Plus. Was it not? No, I don't think so. Where did I get it from then? I don't know. Weird. Maybe I got. Maybe I got a code. Unless it's some game I ignored. Maybe it's a game you ignored. Maybe I got a code. Who knows? If I got a code, thank you. Sorry that I didn't appreciate as much as I probably should have. But um, but yeah, no. All in all, it's it's a fine game. I think like it's a good five pound download title, but it's not like it's not earth shatteringly amazing. If if I, if it was a twist between this and the original Dark Souls, just go with the original Dark Souls or even Demon Souls. They're more complete games. The story's there in fragments, whereas Absolver, there's not really a massive amount of story. Visually, it looks great. It's very cool, cell shaded, very flat, with like minor details in like rocks and stuff. But you know, other than that, there's not really much I can recommend. There's better products on the market that are probably cheaper than this would be to buy digital. I think it's fifteen pounds. Yeah. You can definitely pick up Dark Souls 2 for the PS3 for like a fiver now, so it's not really... It's a comparable product. I think that Dark Souls 2 is a is, is a better game. Even though it's like the sort of red-headed stepchild of that series, I think it's the better game than Absolver. You're just comparing it to Dark Souls because you can't think of anything else. I play a lot of Dark Souls. It doesn't Souls. sound like Dark Souls. What do you mean it doesn't sound like Dark Souls? Well, you say it's all about... You say you don't lose any progress. You just lose a little bit of... No, but it's like the exact same combat system. It's like you get enemies. The difference is that in this... So say in Dark Souls you've got sweeping moves so that if you get a large group of enemies or low health enemies that do high damage, you do a sweeping move and sort of clear the field and then step back and tactically approach it better. With this, if you've got, say, four enemies that you approach and it's all hand-to-hand combat, remember, there's no, like... There are some sweeping moves, but they're not really... There's not, like, a ton that you can learn... Um, if you get in that situation, they all come at the same time. They all detect you at the same time. So you can't really balk the system a little bit and like sort of get one to come after you and then like go for the rest. You can't approach it with some tactics. It has to be his four people. It's probably because you're trying to play like Dark Souls. <coughs> no, no, no. That's like how the game's programmed. So say you enter into, um, there's a section on a dock. And if you go, if you go right, you've just got one person on, on a dock and then you've got another one that comes from behind you. It's a nice, exciting fight. Because the one behind you, you can't see until you get to the one that's the one that's on the end of the pier, like the little docking mm. part. But if you go left, there's like a small alcove, and then it's and then it's like a larger sort of stone platform. And there, if you go for the person that you can see, there's three people to your left you can't see. So even if you get to the point where you can just see the person who's there, and he comes towards you, all of them sweep sweep round after you. Regardless of how quiet you are, regardless of where you're sneaking, in dark souls all the they time. all just come after you. But it's just like it's not like they jump out. It's not like you can sneak. There's no like way around it. Just all four of these, and the the combat isn't good enough for you it's to. It's bad at the game. No, the combat isn't good enough for four people to be a manageable amount. One or two, yes, but four. Once you've got four, that's when it throws it off. There are loads of really interesting systems in there. I just feel like enemy placement and the ideas behind it needed a slight tweak. When you make your own Dark Souls game, yeah, you keep saying about how great you are, at Dark Fuck Souls. Sake. Fuck's sake. So, so yeah, I liked it a lot, but it's like I said, it doesn't really fill that void. Doesn't there's not enough there 
to keep me wanting to. I don't want. I bet it got reviewed really well. But everyone loves it, and Probably. you're the one who's being weird. Probably. And you know those. You know what? Right. You can't believe journalists. Can't believe journalists. Fake news. Fake news, Ant. It's all fake news. Mm. I really liked it. I just don't think there's enough there to challenge the stuff that's already there. There are better games. If you've completed the other games, if you if you're out of if you're out of new content, then yeah, Absolver is a great choice. But in that, that's only the specific. That's the only specific situation I would say that this this is something you should get over one of the other games that are available in in that series because it's such a similar concept and such a similar structure that I feel like there are already better opportunities to play a game like this. If you are looking just for Absolver, then go for it. Absolver's great and it's mm. it's a good game. But it's just it's it's that idea that you know. There's too much like this already that's cheaper and better made for me to recommend this wholeheartedly. Well, you got it on PS Plus. You didn't even pay anything for it. Is it was it on PS Plus? Yeah, it was on there last month. Did you not there you pay go. attention? I thought you said that you didn't know, you fuck. Um, but I don't know yeah, what game I, it was. I, didn't, I didn't download it. Because <laughs> I looked at it and went, that looks like Dark Souls. I don't want to play that. It's a good game. I give it a Laura Dern. It's not really like... What's wrong with Laura Dern? Nothing wrong with Laura Dern. She's a national treasure. Yeah. What na- What nation? Canada <laughs> possibly is she Canadian I don't know but that's incredible um, she's not Canadian she's probably from Poughkeepsie I give it a Laura Dirk I really like it body of work isn't all there but I think that's a, it's a quality product it just doesn't stand on its own there's nothing that I can really nothing wrong with Laura Dern's body of work like, there's nothing I can really really say of note about it and your review She's from Los Angeles. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. So she's Canada's national treasure from Los Angeles. Do you know what Los Angeles stands for? I forget her mum's dying, lad. Do you know what Los Angeles stands for? A whale's vagina. No, San, Andre- San Antonio. Is that San Antonio? Yes. Oh, all right. Yeah. So Jesus. what's Los Angeles stand for? I don't know. Los Angeles. Look, the, the angels. City A of angels. sphincter. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 So it's agree to disagree. Right, so who's, should I record who's something? Who's so, agreeing ever? Hmm. If we had a tape, I'd flip it right now out of anger that you just challenged Laura Dern. Yeah. Of course she comes from Los Angeles. Right. Her name would be Laura Dern if she came from Canada. i got to think of four things to review, have I? <laughs> yeah, you do, or just one if you want to keep reviewing it every time. Yeah, same thing. Just give a well, obviously, I've got my star review for the end. Um, so... Uh, I, I've been playing the Capcom Beat 'em Up Collection bundle, but Capcom Beat 'em Up bundle. They use to... bundle in the titles. Where don't, don't that's Do you... not used in collections often. Can I ask a question? No, because these are games that weren't a... previously available in bundles before. Some of them have arcade ports, aren't they? They're a bit different. Yeah, they've done some of them before. Okay, is this Final Fight was on Xbox 360? Oh, wasn't okay. It? I was going to say, do you want to do you want to do them? Um... As... No. Do you want to do them as separate games as no, you complete them? It's a bundle. It's okay, all right, fine. It's a bundle. Oh. It's a bundle. Yeah. But anyway, it's it's a bundle. <laughs> yeah. It's I got that. I got that. A bunch that of Capcom arcade beat 'em ups, two of which have never been released on consoles before. Oh, there's why I brought it just because I wanted Battle Circuit. Because um, about a month or so ago, YouTube I watch um, called Joe Drilling. He does these videos. Um, where he talks about like obscure old games and stuff. Yeah, actually, technically, it's his puppet Rod Roger that does those videos. Okay, Joe does same name, different game. Roger does on the does um, obscure old games, and he covered Battle Circuit. And I was like, this game looks rad. I want to play that. And then around that time, EMU Paradise shut down all their ROMs, so you can't get oh, any arcade yeah. ROMs anymore. Yeah, I'm like, well, my only choice is probably to get a friggin' you know arcade cabinet. And then Capcom announced this bundle. It's got Battle Circuit on it. Awesome. How much is this bundle? Uh, fifteen ninety nine on Switch. Oh, which isn't bad. Seven games. 
Is there any? Are there any secret games? No, no. It's just the straight up seven games. No hidden shit. No extra features or anything. It's just simple, straightforward thing. But it's got Final Fight. It's got Warriors of Fate, Knights of the Round. Got uh, Captain Commando, Battle Circuit, Armored Thingy, whatever it was called. Um, and you can switch the games to the Japanese versions as well, so they get some of them get new logos, which is nice. You do Japanese versions? Yeah, if you want slightly different What's versions up? of them. Um, I've Tetsuo! Probably a couple of sprite swaps here and there and there, but anyway. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's like from the golden era of Capcom's arcade fighters when they were using their CP1 um, chipset, like a king. Like the one that was used for classics such as Street Fighter 2, Super Street Fighter 2. Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo and Cheeky Cheeky Boys. X-Men. X-Men was Economy. Different different set altogether. Outrun. Outrun Sega. Capcom did the Punisher game. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, the side-scroller. Really yeah. Yeah. But it's not on this collection because Marvel licensing. One person plays Punisher and who does the other person Nick play? Nick Fury. They need to play Nick Fury. Classic Nick Fury. Classic Nick Fury. Yeah. Pink. Diet Nick Fury. Because we got the full Nick Fury now. Well, yeah, well, no, we got Ultimates. Nick yeah, Fury. Ultimate Nick A Fury. lot of people don't know about the Ultimate Universe. Do you want to talk about that for a second? No, never, okay. never, ever. <laughs> it's shit. Mm-hmm. But there's this good set of games on there. Really nice emulation. It's like spot on. Um, you can switch off the borders. It's got those garish borders that all these games always have. And I just, I'm not too keen on these collections when they stick these friggin', supposed to be arcade artwork or something around the edges and it's just distracting. Turn it off. Black borders. Let me get on with it. Racist. Um, or at least be subtle. Don't don't be bright blues and shit. White borders. Mm. But um, Battle Circuit is the gem in the collection, I'd say. I mean, the other ones are gems. Like Knights of the Round especially is a fantastic... Like a side-scrolling beat-up with RPG elements. It's kind of like that... You know that Dungeons & Dragons one? Yeah. It's kind of like... It's got a lot of some similarities to that in there. Um, but like... Battle Circuit's the one that stands out because it is the one out of all of them that's never been... Put on any console. There's the other one, Armored Warriors or whatever it was called, or Armored thum- something, I've forgotten. But Battle Circuit's like the really cool one. It was one of the last arcade beat em up games that Capcom made. It was done like in the P- uh, no, way into the PS1 era. Mm. Um, and it's got really cool looking characters. It's like one of the characters is a girl riding an ostrich, another one's a plant creature. Um, one of the guys is all stretchy and he's a complete skeevy little piece of shit. Um, and he like stretches and stabs people and stuff. It's quite funny, stabs in people. It's got really weird artwork as well, very not. Some some parts of it reminds me of like really weird JoJo's Bizarre Adventure moments sometimes, but it's got really odd, sort of somewhere between Japanese weirdest stuff and American cartoons of the time, mm. where characters were designed to be a bit gross and stuff like that. Um, but Final Fight's always a good game, that's always fun, everyone loves Final Fight, I say it's always a good game, a lot of the old console ports were terrible, but you know, Mega CD's probably the only good console port of Final Fight before we got to the point where you could just chuck the arcade game on the consoles. Um, I've been playing Final Fight on the ZX Spectrum back when I was a kid. I think you could only choose between Hagger and Cody, I think, or Hagger and Guy, if I remember rightly. And the SNES one only had that. The SNES one only had Hagger and... It didn't have two-player mode, did it, on the SNES? No. The original one? No. But the... Was it Final Fight Mini or whatever it was on the NES did? They did that version that was like all chibi-style characters. Yeah. It was really good, that one. Um, I guess this bundle's probably doing alright, selling well. Apparently the online's really laggy and stuff, but I'm not too fussed because I'm not going to play these games online. If I play multiplayer, it's going to be local multiplayer. I play them on my own. I just, I just want to punch some things in the face every now and again. That's all I want to do. It's fun. Um, but yeah, I think if they did a follow-up one, they'd probably have to start digging into the you know, into the wallet and paying out for the licenses because it would be cool if they could do one that's got Punisher and Alien vs. Predator on there. That'd be friggin' rad if they could get Aliens vs. Predator because that's never had a console port either. 
Um, uh, Punisher did. It had a couple of loose console ports, like they were scrolling beat em ups, but weren't quite as good. Yeah. But Aliens vs. Predator would be a great one to friggin' get a console port of. But no, it's it's a fun, decent collection. Do you think they're going to save all those old arcade games by bringing them to the Switch? I'd like to see the Simpsons game. The Simpsons game was released on the Xbox 360 years ago. It's Economy as well. Oh, is it? Yeah. They did X-Men, didn't they, as well? One where they... Because um, remember Dazzler was created for the X-Men game, and then she became a character in the comics. They sort of did a whole thing to tie in together. Yeah. Didn't they? Yeah. Good old Dazzler. Um, Bobby Dazzler. She's in X-Men comics all the time now, isn't she? I feel like saying Bobby Dazzler's yeah. a mistake. I feel Taylor like... Swift was Bozzy, but was um, Dazzler in X Men Apocalypse. You really? see, yeah, there's a posters that you see of Dazzler, and it's Taylor Swift. Oh, that's yeah. nice. That's a cute little Random thing. Little reference thing. Yeah, um, I like Dazzler. Yeah, get her in the film. Have her be a pop star. Just a gem in the holograms. <laughs> Just a remake. My baby. Yeah. That'd baby. be actually quite a cool series, wouldn't it? About a team of mutants who are in a pop band. And they go around solving crimes. Just smash together Gem and the Holograms, X-Men, Josie and the Pussycats. Got a TV show. Um, I don't know, it's not going to be Hollywood who calls me, but CW, call me. <laughs> Get him on board. Yeah. We can do the next series of Legion. Um, I, I don't think I can take that much drugs. I mean, <laughs> I'll take the drugs and then I'll just tell you what happened. Yeah. And then you sit there with a pen and, a pad, and like a pad of paper. Yeah. And just fucking jail down. I'll take yeah. all the mushrooms, and then I'll take all the acid, and then I'll do a little bit of cocaine, and I'll take more mushrooms. Your script is just screaming for eight hours. It's all he gave me. <laughs> so, I, mean, I mean, let's see how it goes. We put it on TV, it's like, greatest thing ever. No, no, it's not screaming for eight hours. About six hours in, there's some drooling. Yeah. And then we get back to the screaming. It's all in context, though. I've written stage directions that he gave as he screamed. Yeah. Like, he mimed them out. Mm. It's like, it's fine. urinating. Yeah. Lots of urinating. Anyway, Capcom arcade beat up bundle. I think I'm probably going to buy it's it. good. I'm probably going to buy it, but, yeah. like, I need to... If I'm going to get that, I need to finish Owlboy first. You should. Mm. Anyway, you review something, you penis. Well, you've got your mouth full of fucking jizz. Water. Lovely, lovely water. It's not just water. No, it's not. It's mostly salt as well. Um, okay, so uh, my next review is going to be a weird one. Uh, I'm going to review American Horror Story as a whole up to this point in time. Don't worry, Anne. I'm not going to go crazy. It's not, not going to be super long, but I have I have lots of issues with this series. How many series is there now? That we're on series eight. It just skips the latest one. Well, yeah, we're going to eight. Yeah, eight seasons Jesus. of TV. Is Lady yeah. Gaga still in it all the time? She's in. Because didn't so, they make her like no, she was in Hotel? Didn't she turn up a bunch of times though? No, she was in Hotel, um, and she's not in. She wasn't in the TV one, the last series. Uh, no, sorry, she was in Hotel. And then there was a TV series one where it was like a TV series that was... This one's meant to be a found footage thing, wasn't it? Yeah, and then after that, there was the political one in which there was a cult. Anyway, we're going to go for it. Like, So I... American Horror Story, when it started, was this really... It was kind of crap. It's still kind of crap, but it's crap in the same way, each series. So I'm going to just... That's what I mean when I do it as a whole. So the first American Horror Story series was uh, House... There was Haunted, a family move-in, and they were... Yeah, it was were, a blatant Amityville horror Yeah, type it had thing. that sort of vibe. And then did Freak um, Show and the Weird yeah. Hotel, yeah, Mental yeah. House. We're going to go through them all. Yeah, we're but whatever. The, the latest one, isn't it Apocalypse or something like yeah, that? Yeah, we're going to go through them quickly in like, the structure of the series and how it works. So so every series has... Um, they, they've slowly become more political, which is interesting, and I like. The problem is that they're still doing this very campy horror thing, 
that at first was absent completely. The first series dealt with rape and dealt with like school shootings and some really dark shit. And then as time went on, it became more and more like, oh, look, we've got this in here. We've got that in here. Um, infamously, the second series, there was the introduction of zombie monster things that lived outside. They're in one episode and then later on someone becomes one. Those are the only two times that that, like, a really good special effects to use in this, mm. in this series. <clears throat> and there's a sort of this idea that there's a lot of wastefulness to them. Like, um, uh, what's his name? Cromwell. James Cromwell. James Cromwell. He's in the second um, series as like a, it's like a doctor. Pig in the city. Yeah, that guy. He's in the second series as a doctor. Star it's Trek truly first evil. Contact. Yeah. <laughs> it's Dr. Zephyr Cockrum. That's Zephyr Cockrum. Do you know how old he's meant to be in that film? 60. 36. Jesus fucking If you know God. your Star Trek lore, he's meant to be 36. He's, he is in no way 36 in that film. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so um, like the problem is, is a lot of this is they have ideas. They're clearly very good ideas, but they can't help introduce that something in there that goes wrong. And I every season I try and put my finger on it because I the last time I watched a full season of this was Hotel, the Lady Gaga one. And it's great that there's this representation in these programs and it's great that there's these ideas and there's these hints at something interesting. But the problem is, and Matt Boom is in it and, and you know, like there's like big names of really, really good actors in it. But every season they just, it either becomes like, oh, look, people having gay sex and it's meant to be like taboo. And it's like some scenes, it's people having gay sex whilst people having sex who are straight. And it's like this weird, like, oh, maybe if we show them a little bit of sex where it's straight people, but then gay people, maybe we'll only get half the complaints we get if we just have two gay people having sex. And it, it's this idea, it's being praised as this, like, as this... I, this, I thought people just ignored the show. No, it has a huge fandom. No. Massive. Are these like the people who like Supernatural? Probably. Well, I like Supernatural. I like Supernatural. Well, Did you like you True Blood? No, I didn't like True yeah. True Blood suffers from the same thing that this suffers from, but it did it over the course of six seasons. Yeah. And it just became this weird campy thing that didn't really know where like it was going. like people who like the last series of Dexter. Yeah. I'm kidding, no one likes the last series of Dexter. No, there are people that fucking stand by that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking awful. So, so take Might Dexter. Be some of the worst television imagine, ever made. Imagine if you didn't have... So Dexter, you went series one, series three, and series four. Great. Great TV. Series two? Bleh. I like series two. Series two's fine. It's got but, Jimmy Smits in it. Yeah, but it's still... Bail Organa. Yeah, but it's still... Bleh. Him from NYPD Blue. Oh, it's, it's still... You know, it's not it's it's not unmissable TV like the first, the third, yeah. and the fourth were. Mm. I mean, look at the Trinity Killer and then the the impact of the Trinity Killer. Like, oh, just that that program didn't know what the fuck it wanted to be. And then take True Blood first series, Suki, I'm in love with you. And then second series is like, oh, Suki, there may be fairies. And then third series is like, Suki, I'm a god. And it's like the last series is like, I'm actually a god now, Suki. You're a fairy. <laughs> it's like the whole thing just fucking shat the bed. It didn't make any sense. And American Horror Story does it series by series. Like, I was, I've watched, like I said, I watched until Hotel and I, I just can't put my finger on it. But there's something about that TV program where it just doesn't feel like someone knows how to make TV. Like, it'll go like, on. so Hotel, the idea behind Hotel is there are vampires, mm. right? And this hotel is where all these all these misfits and miscreants go to, and they feel accepted, right? Like hotel Transylvania. In Hotel Transylvania, uh, but but and then some outsider comes in because he's dating the Dracula's daughter. Well, that's the thing. So this this, this massive hotel that is apparently fairly fairly cheap, but at the same time has this great reputa- representation. But every episode they only had like one guest. And like, like, the guest of the week. Yeah, basically. And Who's the guest this week? And in walks Will Smith. And either someone and would get goes, killed. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Someone would get killed or they become a vampire and they'd be part of the series on guess this week. It's hey. <laughs> Henry Winkler. Uh, but no, like one of That's the most... literally the Fonz. One of the most interesting episodes for the whole series was there was a character that was alluded to being a ghost but had physical attributes and was more like an actual human being but for some reason they still treated like a ghost. But anyway, he had an episode where he had all these infamous killers played by different character actors and they Which basically... Which one was Jermaine Clement? <laughs> He wasn't in this episode. What? I know. You're going to um, have a bunch of people playing different killers and you're not going to get Jermaine But like they had, all these, they had all these killers and then one killer was Jeffrey Dahmer who I, I think was the guy who drilled people in the head and then put acid in finger that he make zombies make like love slaves. Possibly. And he, he was one of the guests at the dinner table when he had someone with him who was like thank you for letting me bring a plus one and it's one of the people that he's obviously drilled in the head and poured acid in and he goes, he goes this one's survived pretty long. And like it's the like there was already you've got these people that they don't need to say their names but they still say their names because it's bad TV and it's written poorly but they don't need to say their names they've got these attributes that people know and if you're a horror aficionado, aficionado you know this stuff you've seen it previously and it was a really interesting idea. Like, so this is only the third series? This is only the third series but I'm going to skip ahead the next uh, yeah, series. You said no, you're this is the, the sixth series. Lot. This is the sixth series. Oh, I forgot um, so now I've jumped back into it. I've gone back into it. I watched the first few episodes of the found footage one, and probably the most interesting thing was Cuba Gooding Jr.'s back in the TV program. And I, I like Cuba Gooding Jr. I think he deserved the, the one Oscar. He had Snow Dogs, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, classic. Um, he like he won an Oscar. Like I mean, he's who's a good the actor. one who's in that one? Are we there yet? Oh, that was uh, that oh. was Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Yeah. Oh, what was LL Cool J in? Uh, Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. yeah Deep Blue. My heart's like a shark's yeah. fin. He's also in Squ- in SWAT. I was about to say Squat. <laughs> so yeah, so um, so yeah, so um, season six just it it had the same problems. It just this campy sort of weirdness seeps in, and they 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 go, oh look what we can do, look what we can do instead of going, let's tell a story. And that's the problem with American Horror Story. They just they, it's the same guys who made Glee, and Glee worked for them because like you could go like, oh look here's a song, and it didn't need to make sense in the context of the program. It's just like, oh look, I like this pop song, let's play this pop song. What have we got the rights to? Let's do that one. In this, it's really got to be more like, let's tell a story. Let's actually tell the story. Like, let's visually tell the story. Because so many of the seasons, you've got people that defend it. And this is where the fandom comes in. They go, they go. oh, clearly, look, Langdon is related to this person. They don't say it in the program. But if you go onto the digital online birth certificate, this person, you find their last name used to be this. And then you find out they used to be related to this person. They grew up in the house that was in the first series. But they didn't really stay there very long because after a year, their parents moved to another place. And that place is where they were in. The- and like, you're just like, oh, I'm That's fucking... not depth. I'm exhausted trying to find out the connections between you these people. You don't need to. So the new series is 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 big because it links to the first it links to the fifth which was Coven I think it was fifth fourth mm. fourth um, so bringing back some of the characters from those two seasons and they're really popular seasons in the fam- fandom so you're going to get these characters back in and people are excited but you've already got characters playing those characters in the new season or playing different characters in the new season so you're going to have Sarah Paulson playing two people you're going to potentially have Kathy Bates playing two people you can have Emma Roberts might be playing two people Why? Just because they don't have enough cast and they've, they've decided they're going to bring back these characters played by the same people. Um, and the big, the big bad so far, and it's only been two episodes, but already that shit's seeping in. So the idea of the new one is the apocalypse. Starts out great. The first 10 minutes, it's people stuck in a traffic jam. Billy Eichner is on the phone screaming at his wife, going like, going, wait where you are. Don't you fucking leave around me, you bitch. Like getting really scared and really worried. They're all getting on their plane. They're all going to fly off to this place that they paid to stay at. Oddly enough, even though only two people have paid to get in, they let everyone in and there's just eight people living in this place and there's like a few people being slaves. And it's just, it feels really weird because in the first episode, they set up this idea that purple, people that wear purple, they are the ones that have paid. They're like kind of high up. They have to dress nicely for dinner. Like Dennis Hopper in Land of the Dead. Yeah. 
So they have to dress nicely. Yeah, but they don't have technology in this program. So they've, they purposely said there isn't technology. So when they find a laptop in the second episode, they're like, it's a laptop. She was lying to us. And I was like, there is one woman and then another woman. The other woman, the one who is like the bodyguard has a gun. And then the other woman is Sarah Paulson. If there were eight people, regardless of who those people were, it would be so easy to overthrow that system. It would just be fucking ridiculous. But anyway, they find out that like, oh, it's just it's it's all the crap is seeping back in is the problem. In the first episode, you go, Why are you I love it? I don't know. I love apocalypse fiction. Like I love the day after. I love I love the day after tomorrow. I love I love like big events where people are trapped and they have to survive and like there's horrible shit happens and they just they keep surviving. It's why I like The Walking Dead for the first season. It's the idea that it's, people go on, you know, like there's there's inherent bad and there's inherent good. No one becomes this villain yet. It's all like people banding together to try and survive. And yes, there's little frayed edges. There's like problems, but no one's really a cartoony villain yet. In this, as soon as they're trapped in that bunker, everyone's a cartoony villain. Everyone's a stereotype. It's American horror story, though. It's, I know, but like, just can it's you just imagine? Campy horror. Can you imagine if you gave this budget to someone like? Look at what they. Okay, so take take a program like The Last Man on Earth. A similar concept, a massive apocalyptic event. There are very few people left on the earth. They have to band together to survive, or they have to adapt to survive. That's a comedy program, and it works better and uses its budget better than American Horror Story, which just goes, hey, look, everything's gone like it's back in time. Everyone's living like a medieval world. Outside, there's just all this smoke, and there's all this radiation, so you can't go outside. And all of a sudden, and I'm just, every time... When I was watching it, the one interesting thing they did was Sarah Paulson is lying to everyone. Spoilers. You find what? out in the first episode. She's making... Why would she lie? So there's a big corporation that runs these bunkers. Everyone's surviving it. And they're sort of picking the prime people to go into a bigger bunker that is defences and food for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Sarah Paulson is making up her own rules because she's worried that like people are going to find out that she's a frook. She has like something like scoliosis or she has like... Uh, what's the thing with your spine when your spine's twisted? Um... Spine twisted disease, spinal dysplasia. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, so she's like, well, they don't want people to have sex because they might want to have sex with me, and they'll find out my spine's wonky. It's like, no, that's not a good reason for people not to have sex. The one thing that might keep people sane in the apocalypse is that they can fuck each other. Like that's like that's like the one thing. And yes, okay, a better ruling would be we can't have you fucking each other without using protection because we don't want kids because we can't feed the people we have now. But instead, she's just like nobody the fucks. Babies take taste best nobody fucks because I have been given the rules and nobody fucks it's just so shit so I'm going to watch the whole series I'm hoping Billy Eichner comes back into it uh, but it's going to be bad and I'm going to I'm going to give more reviews because I've only seen the first two episodes so far so I'm going to do more reviews towards the end I might do a midpoint review if I if I give up watching it I'm going to review it again but right now it's an Adam Sandler Oh, it's an Adam Sandler of TV program. The only reason that people are intrigued by this is because recently Langdon's come in, which is the last name of a person who rapes someone in season one and gives birth to the Antichrist. He's the Antichrist because the person she was raped by, the lady played by Connie Britton, was a ghost man in a gimp suit. How did a ghost fuck a woman and impregnate her? I don't know. You ask me. It's American Horror Story. <laughs> it's fucking shit. Then you just don't understand the law, obviously. <laughs> Have you not read all the web well, the Wikipedia is, like, diaries? Like, who watched series one and went, oh, God, that last name, Langdon. Need to remember that. And then it comes into the next series, and they're like, and they're like it comes into the seventh series, and they're like, no, sorry, eighth series, and they're like, like Langdon's here. And it's like, oh, God, that's the name of the Antichrist of the first series eight years ago. I've remembered that because I'm a big fan. No, someone went on YouTube before they fucking watched this Someone else could just have the same surname. They could do. They could do. They might not even be the Antichrist, but it's a fucking Adam Sandler all the way through. There are people that really love this stuff, and they're like, oh, it's spooky. I mean, you it's watched like, all the series. You clearly love it. 
There's nothing else on TV at the time. Except for Walking Dead. And I hate The Walking Dead now. I like yeah. Further Walking Dead, but I've given up on that as well because they killed off the main cast. Oh, no. They killed off everyone except one character from the... Well, two characters from the main cast. <laughs> and, like, it's just Strand and Alicia now. And Alicia was bland already. And That's she made one from Morgan. <laughs> That's what it is. It is they bro- they've introduced John, Do- uh, John Dory, actually, and he's a good character. And he's played by... Um, God, I can't John Dorian? Him. What, from Scrubs? No, his name's just John Dory. And oh. he's played by the guy who played one of the bad guys in Looper. He's in a lot of other stuff as well, like raising hope and things. Yeah, but um, he's an interesting character. I like him. He's like he's an old he's an old um, cop who decided to give it up because he shot a kid by accident. Oh, it's always a kid. I know. God's sake! But he um, they can't be upset because they shot anyone else. <laughs> but he basically he kept training so that he was like a uh, like a fast gunner, like a west, like mm. a western. So he kept training so he could shoot guns out of people's hands, and like he went around the corner and he shot a kid by accident. Like basically, the kid had a plastic gun, but he looked tall enough that he like be old enough that he could be someone with a gun. It's all dark. Basically, he broke into someone's apartment like that white woman in America recently and shot a guy whilst he was in bed and went like, I thought it was my apartment even though I live across town. <laughs> I fucking can't believe Americans. Anyway, yeah. You're dumb. Yeah. Fuck. Right, uh, I played a little bit of that Call of Duty Blackout beta. Why? Because um, it was a free download on PC. I thought, why not? Fair enough. Give it a try. Um, it's literally player on owners Battlegrounds. <laughs> um, literally. Um, map's really big. And yeah. there's some that's like, always a that's always a detriment to battle royales yeah. though because that's it's got a bit of variety to it a bit more like you know the um, Fortnite map how the Fortnite map's now kind of got little variety in area hasn't it it's got like a desert area and stuff like that um, I don't see them developing it like the Fortnite map where the Fortnite map changes every month like stuff changes on that map all the time yeah they have like events and stuff yeah. don't I've they? got a feeling this will just stay as it is and it'll be done and there's some areas of it that look really like asset flips like they've just plonked down a bunch of houses in a row and Called it a day, like identical buildings one after the other. Um, the interiors can be a bit sparse and stuff, but I mean, it, it, it's got that Call of Duty playability, which is nice. Called nothing wrong with how Call of Duty plays, you know, in terms of its actual just gun shooting, it's fine, isn't it? It's always fairly fast paced and fairly smooth. Yeah. Um, frame rate tanks a bit when you're dropping out of the plane, but I think and a helicopter, but that's kind of you expect that with these games, don't you? Really? I mean, it's rendering everything, and then you got to drop down. As soon as you land, you're fine. Uh, but yeah, literally, play on ends background. There's nothing much to separate it from that. You walk around, you pick up some items, guns, and scopes and stuff, and so you can improve your guns as you go and things like that, and hunt down people. Maps massive, and when I was, I didn't play it when they added a hundred players because they upped it to a hundred players at the last minute. It yeah. was on eighty, and it did seem a bit sparse when it was eighty, and I still don't think even with a hundred, I don't think it's going to be still going to feel a bit sparse. But, um, I mean, I would put it over PUBG because friggin' that game is still, like, comes across like some early access thing. Yeah. That shouldn't be out. Even though it's its main release now on Xbox yeah. and PC. It still doesn't come across like an actual game made by people, like a properly crafted thing. This The map does feel more crafted, but it does have a little bit of a whiff of this hastily put togetherness to it where they've just gone and put some buildings down and said, that'll do. Some areas are nicely built up. Like, there's a shooting range area that's like a, feels like a proper deathmatch map when you fall into it. Yeah. Um, it's like There's those little areas that feel like a proper Call of Duty map that's in the middle of this massive map, which is a cool idea. Mm. Like, I'd like the idea of if they took a bunch of classic maps and just strung them together. Yeah. That would be cool. Like, you know, if you could walk out of one area, go over a little bit of a field and you walk into, like, Newtown or something, that would have been neat. Um, mm. But there is, like, little elements like that. But it is literally just walk in, pick up your guns, pick up your armour, pick up 
you know, um, healing packs and stuff. And you just go for it. Yeah, he got more health than usual in the Call of Duty game, so it's not like... I think they slowed that down in one of the recent ones, though, didn't they? Yeah, well, they removed health from it, well, it used Call of Duty World War Two. You had to yeah, get health Call of Duty games used to be like you would take like three shots and you were dead no matter yeah. what. It was all like... Uh, dead. Yeah, yeah. But now you can take a few more bullets. It's not Battlefield level, but yeah. it's there. I want to play the Battlefield Battle Royale because I kind of feel like that might end up being a really good one. Yeah. Because I can imagine the way the vehicles always work in battle in those games where you can work as a team. You and your squad falling down together getting a tank freaking going on a rampage. The secret is that yeah. they've been doing Battle Royale games for the last yeah, 10 they years. Kind of have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they've been no, doing actually gonna... 64 player. Well, they they did have um, on one of them they could have no respawn switched on on I think it was Battlefield 2142 or Battlefield 2 you could switch respawn. Battlefield 3 you could do it. Yeah. You could do lives on all of them. So you yeah, can always yeah. reduce lives down to one. Yeah. Like, that's the problem. Like, Battle Royale is just a phrase. Yeah. These games have been around for a very long time. It's a very good film, but... Yeah. Yeah, yes. but it's it's just... It's a popular phrase. Yeah. Like, it, it, essentially, what they've done with Call of Duty is they've gone, hey, people really like Deathmatch. They love Deathmatch, but we want to make Deathmatch bigger and with no so respawns. Do, let's do... Got it. Here you go. Mario Party, Battle Royale. Okay. Massive, great, big fucking board. Yeah. Right. Players walk around, and when four players get within a certain space of each other, they get into a game, and the winner stays in. The losers are eliminated, and it keeps going, and the board gradually gets smaller and smaller until all the last four players are left, and they have to complete in a mini game together. And the do winner. Remember, do you remember Borderlands? Winner is the overwinner. Do you remember Borderlands death matches? No, I never played that. Okay, so Borderlands. If you, you have death matches on, yeah. There? So if you went up to a player that you were playing with on a game. And you oh, you could have... duel them? Yeah, you could duel them. Yeah. yeah, like a little deathmatch. That's what you're talking about, right? But with bigger bigger. Scope. I'm not talking Mario Party. Like, I want Mario Party where you have a giant board oh, game right, and gradually okay. eliminate all the players oh, right. by playing like the stamper game where you have to stamp whoever can put the most stamps. Yeah, but you know what would happen if someone made that now? <laughs> It'd be amazing. They'd charge you for the board game expansions. Yeah. So you have to pay. I do to know what they do is cause you. I mean, I suppose they're going to sell millions, aren't they? But it would be smart to just chuck Blackout as a free download. Yeah, so anyone be really it. smart. And well, then have I mean, a little button on the screen that says buy the full experience. So so look at I still we've been saying for years that they should modulise but call of duty. Yeah. Like sell the single player, sell the multiplayer, sell the zombie thing. Yeah, but we've saying that we've been saying on the podcast for the yeah. last three years. Yeah, they're not gonna like, No, they won't because they're not smart. But well, they could maybe do... they are smart. Maybe this is the smartest way of doing it, because people will buy the full experience mm. and they'll spend double the amount to get all the yeah. add-ons. They could do like Blackout as its own thing. Yeah. Let people buy extra costumes as microtransactions, and then the people who have the full game will unlock them really quickly. Like, you know. Yeah. I mean, my biggest... I can see it being popular, but yeah. the thing is, they're going to replace it in a year. Yeah. Are they doing zombies again? Yeah. Yeah, they're there's a zombie thing. Yeah. There's, there's no single player. Zombie dinosaurs or something. I swear okay. I saw something weird like that. Right. So there's no single player. There's only Battle Royale, multiplayer. Oh, yeah, there's no single player, is there? And zombies. Yeah, That's it. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, is that enough content for 40 quid? No. Or 50 quid? Is it 50 quid? I mean, it's, uh, it's quite a bit for multiplayer games these days, isn't it? You yeah. think when people... I mean, Overwatch is a massive thing now, and I've got a feeling Overwatch is going to go free-to-play next year. You reckon? Yeah, I reckon it will. I reckon when it hits its third year anniversary, they'll go free-to-play. But um, Free-to-play on the Switch released. <laughs> yeah. Released, but when Borderlands... When Overwatch launched, there was like, what, like 10 maps? I yeah. think it was. It wasn't many. How many have we got now? 24? It's quite a few. They've probably just released a new one. Yeah. Um, and some of them are good, some are a bit... Well, junk, junk, well, Junkertown map's awesome. I love the junk, Junkertown map. Mm. I love some of the newer ones they put in. And all the extra characters and stuff. They, you know, they have kept adding to it and they haven't charged you to download any of that stuff. Yeah. They've made their money with those loot boxes and... I mean... Uh, granted, I did buy a set of loot boxes once, but only because I needed that friggin' Super Sentai <laughs> Genji skin, which looks more like a Kamen Rider skin. I'm really... 
They, no. I've never spent money on Overwatch. I, in fact, I think the only time I've ever spent money, I only is, spent seven quid. I bought eleven boxes and I got the Super Sentai skin in the last box. Yeah, you would have spent you <laughs> just would before bought, the thing ran did you out. You bought seven more? Like no, because I didn't have enough time. Yeah. That literally, it was the end of the time for the to be to get it. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. I never play Genji. No, no. But anyway, Battle Royale, Blackout, whatever, Call of Duty. It's if you like if you like play on Battleground, and you want something less janky, give it a try. But it's I Fortnite has got like as much as I can't stand Fortnite too much because I can't get on with the building and all that bollocks. Yeah, they keep changing stuff and they keep changing the map and they keep adding events and they keep making it a thing. Like it's not the exact same game. You stop playing that for a month and when you come back, stuff's changed. Yeah, and that's what they should be doing with these things. Because what does PUBG change after a month? Well, they've introduced two extra maps. So that was good. Myanmar and something else, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a but um, probably the probably the biggest issue with PUBG is they ask you to spend money on it, so you already spent money. It's not free to play. It's like twenty all, quid. They do microtransactions and they've got that bollocksy pass thing, haven't yeah. they? So Fortnite ten, does the pass thing. Yeah, Fortnite does the pass, but Fortnite is free. Yeah. If you want to play Fortnite, and you just want to play Fortnite. It's free. Yeah. And any of the stuff that you earn through those stupid microtransactions is ex- is it's only aesthetic. Yeah. None of it matters. Yeah. Like it's not like you're I buying think they do ex- guns. some XP boost, don't they? That's about it. Yeah, but what does XP unlock? Yeah, just more more shit, more skids. <laughs> yeah, like that's the secret. Is just make it so that anyone can but play yeah, the game. P- PUBG, you have to pay twenty some quid for it. You have to pay twenty quid, and then there's twenty five, I think. Isn't for, it? Yeah, 20, and then there's loot boxes, and there's the season pass. There's loot boxes, and also there is now a there's now a battle pass. Yeah, so for is. a season, you can buy a battle pass, and then it does nothing. It maybe unlocks better guns. I don't know because PUBG, PUBG to me, I bought PUBG on the Xbox for uh, on the Xbox One. I bought it because I could get it for eleven pound, eleven or twelve pound. I've had it for a year, and in total, I've spent ten hours playing the game. So put that put that into comparison against something like okay. So embarrassingly enough, Far Cry Prime. I went on about it for a long time. It's a game I spent a lot of time playing. It was just something that for some reason clicked with me. I know that not everyone liked it. Far Cry Prime was like the fucking redheaded stepchild. No one, no one really liked it. People skipped it and played four and five. Fine. It's not Battle Royale. But I put seventy five hours into that game. I played it a lot. Fucking loser. And I fucking loved it. I catch no me point, playing games that much. At <laughs> no point did I feel like I was wasting my time. I was in that world, and I was. It was. It felt to me very distinct. Although you know, saying that is kind of ironic when you when it's. What just how many like, hours I've played W Supercard for? <laughs> Probably many. Um, but yeah, no, like like that's the thing though. Like PUBG was always one of those things where it was either it was a toxic fucking environment where you jump in, you immediately oh, yeah. have someone saying, "I'm fucking the best. I'm the best." Or you'd get someone fucking shooting you in the back because you weren't one of their mates on the team. You like somehow snuck in under the radar and they shot you. Or or you'd be playing single player and it would just be people that knew exactly where to camp every time. Let's get Splatoon Battle Royale. <laughs> so it never felt it never felt like a game. It always felt yeah. like a fucking chore to play. And then and then suddenly Fortnite comes along. And so Fortnite, everybody is infamous now the way that Fortnite comes about. And I don't think people talk about it enough because they always talk about Fortnite and PUBG so close. But PUBG, very sinister marketing ideas. Lots of theft of microtransaction shit and also lots of money to play the alpha or the beta but no real payoff to play the alpha or the beta. Just the fact you could play the fucking game before anyone else. And the only reason it was so big on YouTube was because it was janky as shit back in the day. But PUBG's doing well. Fortnite sees that. Fortnite is base building little zombie adventure game in which, you know... It was a zombie waves and waves and monsters, wasn't yeah. it? And, and then, then they spent years developing that. I remember them talking about Fortnite years and years ago. 2013. I remember yeah. the trailer. 
Yeah. Do you remember the trailer? Dark Knight silhouettes crawling along and they're building walls and they crawl back off yeah. and they build more. You know, it was really cute. They spent really years developing idea. that yeah. and then they went, let's just make a battle royale. No, 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 they didn't. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. They were still developing that and then someone came along and said, oh God, you know, it's PUBG. This looks like it's doing really well. Could we make something like that using the assets we've got? And they're like, yeah, sure, why not? Give us a week. And then in a week, they made a better working game <laughs> that was free to play Initially didn't have any of the sinister shit in it. Mm. Initially didn't have any microtransactions. I think it had V bucks. No radical heights. I think I think it had V bucks at the beginning. Yeah. And then and then like then they got the battle pass and that's it. Like that's mm. it. There's your game. You've got your aesthetics, you can have them. The battle pass thing's like fairly innocuous, but it does mean you have to play it a lot to yeah, get the most out of it. But it's for the people who do play it. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you've got it on your phone, you play every so often. Fine. If you've got it on your Switch, you play every so often. Yeah, I play every now and again on PC, but I get bored. See, I have a go or two. <laughs> like every week, mm. I'll jump in. I'll have a go or two, and I'll play it on the Switch, or I'll play it on my phone, or I'll play mm. it on my Xbox. Like that's it. I've got it in those three places. It's always free to play. All my accounts are linked, yeah. and it's all just there. It's fine, great. Mine are because I played it on PlayStation at one point. <laughs> you fool. Yeah, can't um, do that. But then PUBG. This is just a fucking thing. It's like oh, you can only play on one console. And if you get on that console, you can't log into another console. You can't yeah. use your Battle Pass on your phone. Can't yeah. use your Battle Pass on your PC if you got it on your Xbox. Oh yeah, yeah. This is it. This is it. This is this. You've got it on these, and it just doesn't work. How is it a product that was shat out in a week in a response to PUBG works? Not only does it work, it takes over the world because it works. Do you remember when um, Cliffy B tried to shout out a game in a week and what Radical Heights? Yeah, yeah, that didn't work. It looked great. It looks oh, really nice. interesting. Yeah, it failed miserably. Yeah, I know. They shut down now. It was Cliffy B. Because they keep making games that everyone else has already played. Yeah. Lawbreakers, well, man. Lawbreakers was fine. Yeah. But it was promised to be a free-to-play game. And was then it? it wasn't. I don't remember it ever being free-to-play. Yeah, that was the initial idea, was mm. it was going to be free-to-play. It should have been. Yeah. That's the only way you survive against Overwatch. Like, that's the only way Paladins is so popular. Exactly. It's free-to-play free and it play. got to switch before. Free-to-play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's only room for one big boy these days. So like the World of Warcraft thing. When World of Warcraft was huge, yeah. no other MMO came close. And the only ones who could were the ones who were free to play. Yeah. I mean, look at EverQuest 2. EverQuest 2 came out. They put years and years into that. And mm. they fucking failed horribly. Mm. Like, that was a known IP. Against Do you remember Hellscape like... London? Yeah. That game was rad. That game was really good. The first person yeah. one. The RPG style yeah. one. Like, yeah. yeah. That game was got Patrick Stewart in it. <laughs> do you remember, do you remember <laughs> the, um, the Hidden World? Yeah, yeah, I played that. Still, still around. Really fucking good. Yeah, That's around. free to play now. Yeah, yeah, you just buy like I think you buy the pass for like seven quid, and that gives you a lifetime pass. Yeah, and that's like a really good, really, really it's solid. I played what I played of it was quite fun. It's all like conspiracy theories are real and all that, isn't it? Yeah, like Cthulhu like, shit on one side. It's like Deus Ex, but without all the like it's got Deus Ex's conspiracy theory stuff, yeah. but it's everything exists. Yeah, like, yeah. So you can like, did you ever like? I don't know if how long you played to it, but I used to play the storylines for the Cthulhu stuff. I think I played like Secret Agent guys first. Oh, okay, yeah. So the Cthulhu like stuff that. is like that, but you play like you play like a cop, hmm. and then like you have to uncover like you follow like a murder trail. And I think stuff. there's a bunch of monsters. I might play that. I can't yeah. remember. But it's really know. good. I really yeah. liked the, uh, yeah, the what you World, reviewing now, World. anyway. Secret oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna review BoJack Horseman series five. Five. Yeah, don't spoil it. I'm not gonna spoil anything. I've only about watched it. four episodes so far. So you've watched the funeral episode? No, that's not in the four first four episodes. I thought there was a fourth episode. No. No, the fourth, no, the um, fourth episode is the one where he um, convinces his co-star she should try singing for the. Oh, part it's a good episode. Point, yeah. it's a good episode. I really like the joke where they introduce a character in the second episode and don't tell her you her name, so a punchline can be given in the next episode. 
Which character is that? It's that dog waitress. They never tell you her name oh, in the first yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. So the next episode where Bojack Horses, the, uh, he orders the Bojack sandwich. Yeah. And he says, is everyone named after food? My name's Pickles. The pickles, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's <laughs> genius, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Bojack Horseman Series 5. Uh, so Series 4, we sort of, well, we reviewed it before, didn't we? And it was yeah. mental health and shit and it was like all that other they stuff. They all are. All heavy, heavy, heavy subject matter, but still, there was a side to it that was still very much the comedy side. It was always ingrained. All the actors were excelling at that sort of stuff. And like, yeah. even the heavier moments, they dealt with a le- level of levity and like worked everything out. This series, mm. not so much. Yeah. It's still funny. It's still really funny. It's still really yeah. good. The animation's great. The stories are great. But it's a dark series. Yeah. It's a, it's a not an easy watch. Good. I, I know a lot of people said that about last series, but this is I like series- my show about the sad horse. <laughs> um, but my God, is it great. Yeah. It's really fucking good. So you've seen the third episode, I think, is the one where they say that they need to get a co-host. Yeah. For thing, Bojack. Get, um, and it's the, it's the Mel Gibson. Yeah. It's the fake Mel Gibson who basically keeps apologising for shit ahead of time. Yeah, I think that's, that's the third one. Second episode was the one where Diane's gone to Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the second one's where Diane goes to Vietnam, she meets a guy and, like, she's pretending she's Vietnamese and she's not, and then she finally reveals that she is American the whole time. She's like, hey, you tricked me, you lied to me! And it's, like, a bit like the whole um, Gamergate-style thing. Hmm. So this is... So, uh, mentioning Gamergate and things like that. So this is very much a series that's a reaction to the Me Too movement, to Gamergate, to sexual harassment, the revelations of, like, you know, like, all these actors and people like that. There's all this shitty little stuff in their past. Hmm. We recently learned... So I, a few episodes ago, was quite... Quite excited that that someone that I respected, there was a writer, Don, John Cheese, had you know retweeted me or spoken to me on Twitter and shit like that. And oh. then I found out yesterday uh, he may be one of the bad guys. <laughs> so I basically I've come to the realization that, especially in the last few days, that the people that you idolize, they're probably not good people. Really? I think that that's just a fact now. Yeah. It used to be like a case maybe they weren't good people, but it's just a fact now. I'm waiting like, to find out Bongo Cat's racist. <laughs> So yeah, so there's like sex, sexual harassment shit in John Cheese's background, like, and then there's people like Josh Brolin. A lot of people were fans of Josh Brolin. What's wrong with Josh Brolin? He's he beat, a, beat. Oh yeah, years ago he beat uh, friggin' someone a lot. Yeah, really badly. Yeah, that's okay. Everyone knew about that. That was a <laughs> thing then. I know, but like people forget about this stuff. But, like there's and Sean I think Penn that, fucking tied Madonna to a chair and smacked her over the head with a gun. Sean Penn, yeah, is a fucking monster. Yeah, Sean Penn went full Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Because Led Zeppelin trapped a 14-year-old girl in a basement. Led Zeppelin's not a person. I know, I know. It was, uh, what's his name, the guitarist? Fuck. Uh, what's the name of the guitarist, Led Zeppelin? <laughs> I can't remember. Fuck's sake. Like, but you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, He yeah, locked yeah. a 14-year-old in a basement. Yeah. He sexually molested Well, he raped her and then fucking... He had her parents agree to sign her over to him so he could marry her. Yeah. Basically made her his property. Yeah. And then she finally escaped. Fucking hell. Basi- yeah, so basically, Bojack Horseman, a- an animated show about a horse, is currently dealing with all these horrible things happening in the world better than the news is. Hmm. Better than people are, better than the news is, better than a lot of shit that's happening. Like, in the last, what, two weeks, that Kavanaugh guy, uh, he's running for lifetime membership to the to the Supreme Court yeah, in America. Yeah, to decide what could possibly happen to Donald Trump. It's not surprising. It's weird now that yeah. the Republicans are desperate to push that one through, isn't yeah. it? But uh, so basically, Weird yeah, that. it's come out that that he. Imagine if you got to pick your own judge. When I know it's fucking ridiculous. You commit a crime. Like I, I murder someone, and I get you to be my judge. <laughs> I convict yeah. you in a second. Oh shit! <laughs> Who did you murder? You. 
Oh Plot my twist. god! Am I a ghost judge? Yeah. Yes. I would yeah. then. I would definitely let you go through and be like, I'm getting my own yeah. TV program. Yeah, we're gonna get a film. I'm gonna be ghost judge. We're gonna get a Disney Channel I'm movie. I'm gonna change my last name to Reinhold. Yeah, you're gonna, I'm gonna be, be played ghost by judge Dave Reinhold. Bill Cosby. <laughs> I'm gonna be played by Bill Cosby in the TV movie. Yeah. Yes. The Pokemon. Mel Gibson can play you. Yeah. <laughs> hey there, sugar tits. <laughs> Me just. Sugar I'm tits. just gonna make you some milk. You're gonna go to sleep now. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm gonna touch your boobies. <laughs> oh god. So anyway, yeah. So uh, a biopic so... about Jimmy Savile. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. Just have it. If we were gonna do a video version of this, we'd just have a spinning to be Jimmy Savile. Savile warning. Deep fried Savaloy. He was in um, when I did the Telly Addicts Let's Play with Paul. Uh-huh. Um, in the title sequence, when it comes up at the start, Jimmy yeah. Savile's in there. Uh-huh. And me and Paul are like, oh shit. <laughs> that dark ghost looms. It's high. Going, Jimmy Savile. Oh, God. So fucking good. Anyway, um, so yeah, so Bojack Horseman, this animated horse program, is dealing with these issues a lot. A lot better than TV is now and than people are. As I was saying, that Judge Cavanaugh guy, that the woman who's come out and said, yeah, he sexually abused me when I was a teenager. <laughs> He had a list of sixty-five women who said he didn't. <laughs> not only, not only is he presenting the worst evidence ever that he didn't do it, including he said he's going to present his calendars from when he was a teenager. All right, because uh, you know when it's I was normal a, people keep hold yeah, of them. When I was a teen, I keep calendars. <laughs> There's going to be he'll actually have the calendars from when he was a teenager. But on that day, he'll have something scrubbed out really deeply. <laughs> It would have would have said rape girl, <laughs> but he's scrubbed it out. Little does he know. Later on, there's another day that says the same thing. He's got his diary. It's one of those trapper keepers with a key. That'll in be it. that'll be his defence. He'll be like, oh, she said I raped her at this party on March fifteenth, but no, I, I've got raped two months later. So clearly, it wasn't her. Yeah, <laughs> be his defence. He'll be like, fuck, we gotta let him go free. Yeah, uh, but no, like like that shit. So you've heard what's happened to this woman. She's a doctor. Hmm. Like she's you know an educated woman who went to psychiatrists six years ago to talk about this, to try and get help from this. She filed police reports at the time, which were ignored. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on. Or yeah. she didn't She didn't present police reports, but that's because he had influential people in his life. She did talk to people that were friends of both of them, who may or may not testify as well. You know, like, it's, a, it's an actual thing. And so what do the Trumpites do? Instead of going, this poor woman has been through something, if he really is innocent, he won't mind the investigation. No, no, they love rapists. Instead, instead, they've started attacking this victim. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with people nowadays? I don't know. Um, like, is the world going nuts? Just them. Is the world going fucking insane? Uh, it's just because bad people are in charge. I told you before, it's because you've got the old racists and you've got the young new racists who are being racist because they think it's cool because they love being shit posters and annoying people and so racism is yes. a good way to annoy people. Yeah. And they've synced up at the same time. There's enough of them. Usually you got a bunch of racists or bad people Dying or whatever, off. and they, they might be enough to get a UKIP member in one fa- you know, fanet or something. Except they didn't. He lost to a guy who wore a dog mask or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, is what's happened is that we've got the shit posters of the young age and their thing. But give it a couple of years and those old people die off. Those shit posters are going to be stuck there. And everyone's going to be like, fuck those guys for about 70 years, hopefully. Give or take twenty years, maybe this is the, the way thing, it's going. But. That's what worries me, though. I don't know if they will. Yeah. I think I think racism is is ingrained in some of these people. I think it's why they hate the new Star Wars films because the villains are quite clearly them. Yeah, <laughs> it's what? the Did kids you... who really wish they were the Nazis. We spoke about the Doom Eternal joke before, didn't we? Yeah, where it's like where it's like uh, Wolfenstein Two. They were very clearly like, hey. Yeah. 
fuck Nazis. Yeah. We kill Nazis. Nazis are pricks. And then Doom Eternal have a trailer and they say, demons don't like to be called demons. They prefer to be called the living challenge. Oh yeah, to upset the people who get easily upset about that stuff. Yeah. 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 And like the idea is, like all these people have missed the point. Like it's because you were upset being called Nazis. So they're taking the piss out of you and saying that demons can't be called demons because apparently demons aren't that bad. Yeah. Like, and there are people that are going, it's the SJWs, they don't like it. And it's like, no, it's not. They're taking the piss out of you guys. Like, you didn't like it when Nazis were called cunts. They know they're being taken the piss out of us. Well. That's no, why they're angry. They don't. They just, they, <laughs> they're all applying it to SJWs. Yeah, well, that's why they deflect it because they think they can use it. Yeah, maybe. It's just, it's fucking madness, isn't it? Why do we live in a world where Nazis still exist? Where Wolfenstein isn't a, isn't a work of fiction anymore? Like, the KKK will walk the streets in the next five years if... if they already have. They've been... Yeah, no, but if, if Donald Trump stays in power, the KKK will walk during the day and they will openly spread their shit and they will not be... They'll be protected by the police. They'll be a protected mm. fucking they really group. They really are. <laughs> They're not a protected group. They're they a terrorist organisation. They, they get protected. Really? Basically, yeah. Uh... Oh, God, I fucking hate this world. Yeah. I genuinely hate it. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so Bojack Horseman series series five. Yeah, stay on topic. Um, it's great. It's really, really, really good. It's always really good. I feel like Will Arnett is kind of loving it this series yeah, as well. He needs some awards. He definitely does. Yeah, because you know, like I don't stop know- being that guy who's just got a funny voice, like you knew him from from yeah Arrested Development. Like I still maintain, he is the king of the greatest comedy scene in modern cinema, which is that bit in Teenage Ninja Turtles Two: Out of the Shadows, where oh, he's trying to find the phone. Camera. Yeah, yeah I that is that one of the greatest pieces of it does visual not, comedy. It does not hold up, but I finally realised that Rocksteady and Bebop are in a gay relationship. Yeah, they call each other babes all the time. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. notice that before. I thought it was really yeah, cute. Uh, but uh, but yeah, like Project Horseman, it's it's a that solid Rhino's Tom Atkins porking him. Yeah. <laughs> It's a solid Tom Atkins. It's like, it is, it is genuinely fantastic. Tom TV. Atkins isn't that solid. He's pretty squishy. Yeah, he's old now. Yeah. He Actually, was, he's quite slender nowadays. He's quite, he's quite got, doughy back in. Yeah, he was back in the day, yeah. Um, he's probably no, ripped. I love now. him. Anyway, but yeah, it's a Tom Atkins. Uh, I mean, the, uh, for a little while, my hand smelled of Tom Atkins. I thought <laughs> I <shook> his- <laughs> Mine always smelled like Tom Atkins. So I kept giving him baths. Leather and Old Spice. Kept giving him baths. That's a hedgehog. I know. Named Tom Atkins. Um, one of the things I will say is I feel like Will Arnett's enjoying this a bit more this season. Mm-hmm. Um, season one and two, he had a lot of energy in the voice. Mm. Then series three, it started going down a little bit. It felt like he was giving less and less to it. He was still he was still delivering the lines, still doing the timing right, but it just it felt like there was a little bit less energy to it. And then this series, he's back. More energy again. Like mm. I was saying to you, have you seen the funeral episode? I'm sure you know what no. it is. It's coming up. It's a really, really fucking good episode. And it shows that animated TV needs to start being respected. Because holy shit, does it just subvert all expectations? It's weird no one again. talks about South Park anymore, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's because shows like Bojack Horseman have just... Well, the problem is that South Park never got the respect it deserved for having such a quick response. Yeah, but now it just got to the point where it's just the same stuff over and oh, over yeah. again. Yeah, It's worse than Simpsons for that sort of thing. Well, yeah, there's a bunch of jokes about that, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, but Bojack Horseman, everybody should watch it. If you've got Netflix, watch it. If you don't, get Netflix. What? Yeah. You're insisting people get Netflix. If they want to watch Bojack Horseman, I really... He doesn't have Netflix now. <laughs> it's a good quality TV mm. program. Yeah. You're done then. Yeah, I'm done. It's your review. Fuck's sake. Right, I guess, because um, I need to scramble for things to review. Um, Nintendo, not going to review their online service. Okay. Because, yeah. But I will talk about their NES um, emulator that they've put out. So, like, they've done this thing where they've released an online service for three ninety nine a month or whatever. Yeah. And it's not expensive or anything. It's a bit, but they haven't really got an online service. No. 
Like, they've basically taken away what you had and haven't added anything. If they'd taken away the online service and brought it back with um, messaging, party, grouping, and all this sort of stuff, like the, the mod cons you expect from an online service like PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live, then I think people would be fine. But I think they shouldn't have done that. They should have left the online as it was and just marketed this NES emulator thing mm -hmm. for $3.99 a month. Call yeah. it the virtual console. Chuck the games in there and let everyone just download the games and stuff like that. Because um, it's actually really quite good how they've done it. Um, there's only about there's only about 20-some-odd games in there for this launch, mm -hmm. which is not a bad amount. It is NES games and a lot of them are like the... You know the NES games you don't care about, the ones that come in the black boxes where the art on the front is that sort of like cut-off shape thing and the logo's at a diagonal angle? You know exactly those NES games. Yeah. Soccer, Donkey Kong, Match Super Mario Brothers, all those. Mm -hmm. The really early NES games. Most of it is them, but there's a few gems in there. But um, the emulation is spot on. It's like really nice. It's It's got the right colour values to it because that's something that always bothers me when you see NES games. The thing that always, to me, will give away that a NES game hasn't got the right like colour values mm. um, is when you look at Super Mario Brothers and the sky is blue. Sky shouldn't be blue in Super Mario Brothers. It should be lilac. It's always been lilac, yeah. Okay. You probably think it's blue, but it's not. It's <clears> lilac. Because <throat> um, the thing is, with the original NES, it didn't have RGB, but so the colours didn't have RGB colour values. Okay. So it was put out through composite and RF or whatever. So the colours came out a certain way, and it's hard to replicate them with RGB because you have to actually go in and make the colour palette itself. Yeah. But they've it's spot on Nintendo's official colour palette, and it looks really nice and everything. Um but the, yeah, the emulation spot on. It's like doesn't feel like there's much in the way of lag going on in it. Not that it's something I will usually pick up on, but it's not noticeable to me. Mm -hmm. um, it's got an online play thing in there, which is crazy cool. Really, it's quite a neat thing to chuck into games that are thirty years old. What games are um, online play? Compatible? Anything that's multiplayer. Like literally every single one. That's so got what's multiplayer. in there? That's it. Basically, the way it works is like you know when you do on PlayStation Plus, you share with someone else's console. It yeah. streams it to them and they play. It's doing the same sort of thing, but it's only streaming the controls. Like They're, they're still playing it on their end at their time, but basically two-player actions are being shared over. Yeah. So if it's Mario Brothers, when it's their turn, they'll take over. If it's friggin', you know, um, friggin' tennis, they'll be playing on the other side of the screen or whatever. So it's really nicely done, like simple two-player approach, and it works. And the way it works is that you can set up and invite you know sends out for your friends to join in two player games mm -hmm. and you can play it single player until they join in yeah um but it's you know nice enough um now the old splatoon video video uh, well the old, old splatoon game that you can play on the loading screen you know what you had on the game pad you had the jumping uh, a little yeah. bit like doodle jump sort so of, yeah. whilst you're waiting for someone to play you play that and then like you jump into yeah but this is like you just keep playing mario brothers and when, oh, when right, your friends is ready game. they oh. they jump in like That's when cool. they're ready um it just links you up and goes oh yeah your friends playing so join in their game yeah um the selection of games is all right. They've got um, what's surprising is they've got a couple of like actual classics in there. Like they've got Mario Bros. Three in there, mm -hmm. which is a good one to have in there. Um, it's a great one to have in there. It's a long game yeah. as well. Yeah, decent, freaking great game. Mm. Um, River City Ransom, Ghouls and Ghosts, um, Double when, Dragon, Gradius. Like when you said Ghouls and Ghosts, I was a bit surprised. Da, it's Capcom, da, isn't da, it? Yeah, but it's good that they've got some third party stuff in there. It's not all Nintendo's own stuff to start with. And it's all going to cycle, though, isn't it? So it's not always going to be the same games. No, apparently change. they're not cycling them out. They're just going to add more games every month. Oh, that's good. So apparently, because yeah. it's, it's fucking kilobytes, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't take. Well, much you don't download storage. anything. It's all in there straight away. You don't so have to download a single thing. Them, you just press play. Can and it you download them and play them offline, though? No, you play them offline no matter what. You don't need you don't need online on. All you need to do is you know that whole thing where they say, "Oh, you need to check in online to keep playing the games once a week." Yeah. So once you log in online and it, it goes, downloads oh, okay. everything. 
It's already downloaded from the start. Oh. So you download the NES, you download literally the Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah. And that's it. That's the app you open up. Huh. And they're downloaded. So is if, it all the games if from you've the... checked in within the last week, you can play them offline. Is it all the games from the NES Classic? No, no, it's just a different, completely different set of games. Oh. Like, there's a few games that are shared, but it's got soccer, it's got tennis, it's got um, pro wrestling, which is... The, some of the guys who made pro wrestling did go on to make Fire Pro. So mm. it is why, one of the really early ones. Um, Donkey Kong's a you know, fun old game. Yeah. You know, Ice Climbers can get fucked. I still hate that game. <laughs> I don't think anyone I, likes that game. No, I play Ice Climbers every now and again, and I, I love Ice Climbers, but it's also a piece of shit and it can die. See, I only like Ice Climbers in Super Smash Bros. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait for the new game. I might play it just because the new game's coming out. That's the only time. I think I'm going to wait to buy the online side of things until Super Smash Bros. comes out. Yeah. Um, I might buy a code, like, you know, just buy the voucher thing. Yeah. And then activate it when it comes closer to the time. I've I've been put on a friend's thing. I'm not even paying for it. Yeah, I know. You got (laughs) a friend put me on theirs. Friend's got theirs. just it's not even double the price of a year's subscription. You can add eight people onto it, and they can be on as many consoles as you like. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, that's really that's quite generous. To be yeah. honest, well, it's because Nintendo like, don't know how to do online services. Yeah, they probably cut that down after a while, won't they? Yeah, they'll, they'll completely yeah. cut that off. Like, or you'll have to the people that want to be part of your friends thing will have to pay two quid. Yeah, but yeah, um, it won't be anything massive. But the only things that I could say criticize it for is um, you can't get rid of the border on the screen, but it yeah. is a really subtle border. It's just um, some grey and black dots. And they are, because it's grey and black, it's kind of not to really stick out or anything. They um, do they do fucking But the one that's boards. irritating is along the bottom of the screen, there's some controls. It's telling you minus is select, plus is start, and Z and R to access the menu. Yeah. And I don't need that. Like, get rid of that. That's fine. Um, and the only options in there is scale is uh, screen options. So you can have um, 4 free ratio which keeps it looking like it would have on the NES because the weird thing with the NES was that it didn't have square pixels it had rectangular pixels mm. um, it's a really weird thing it's like what would normally be a one pixel wide for us is like a pixel and a half on the NES okay. and that's why sometimes when you see scaling done and the pixels are going square because that's how games read the code nowadays yeah. you get shimmering because it's making a pixel wider every now and again that's but they've their code is done in a way where you don't really notice that. Like as far as I can tell, every pixel is extended slightly using high, using the high def resolutions, so you can barely really tell that there's shimmering going on. Yeah, which is fine. Or you can do pixel perfect, which is the proper, which is a square pixels. Doesn't look entirely authentic, Nes, but it is square pixels, and you won't get any shimmering at all. Um, there's a CRT filter which apparently is burning into people's screens on <laughs> portable, but it's not really burning. What it's doing is retaining information and keeping it on the screen. Yeah. The moment you switch off the CRT filter, if you go back into it, switch it off, it goes. Yeah. So it's not that'll be patched out. That's something that we that'd be easy fix, I imagine. It's also, it's the limitations of the hardware. It's people a weird. Should be aware of that because the yeah. 720p screens they're using, they're not like they aren't. But it's the not most burning though. It's literally like it's literally like the CRT filter is doing more than just putting lines on the screen. Oh, okay. And it's like it's retaining pop, pop values that are on the screen. Yeah. And just keeping them there. So when you go back to the menu, you've got like some fuzzy lines going on. Um, that's actually quite a good thing because when you put it in handheld mode and put it in 720p, the screen, the game in pixel perfect mode stays full screen because it happens to tweet, you know, measures up with 720p perfectly. The yeah. resolution does. Um, but yeah, it's like really good emulation. Like a lot of people have said it's basically the stuff from the NES Classic, but they have definitely fixed the shimmering because that was a thing that was on the NES Classic. You'd get like so wobbly was, lines. That but wasn't it's, the only issue with the NES Classic. Nah, NES Classic's fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine for what it is, but it shouldn't be 50 quid. It should be 30. Yeah. There's not enough tech in there to warrant. You kids yeah. today moaning about your tech. Well, no, it, it, it's like the iPhone, the new iPhones. Yeah, 1500 pounds for a phone. Oh, an iPhone. God. 1500 quid for a phone. Mm. And like, what do you have? 
don't need that. No, you're a mug if you're buying an iPhone. I spent two hundred pound on my phone. Yeah, it's a bit much. I spent nothing. Yeah, but you got yours on contract. I don't yeah. like. I don't like being tied into a contract. Oh no, I'm a, a free spirit. Well, no, I I wanted a decent phone, so I bought a weird phone from Japan that that outclasses the Note Nine in most of the speed tests, and the tech in there is very very good. Can't even transform reliable. into a Super Sentai boy. That phone. I was going to buy you that tablet transformer. Because no, I saw it the other day, and then I thought... Soundwave one. Yeah. yeah, and I thought, you know what? Ant's been good this month. I'll buy him something. It's <laughs> a day after this podcast. No. You'll fucking flip a table. Yeah. It's fine. No. No, that's the thing. It'll be cool. If they if they were to, like, chuck Super Nintendo and stuff in it, and I imagine there'd be a point if they did chuck in other consoles where they couldn't just download them all in one go. Yeah. Because the file size would get huge, especially if you got to N64 era or something. But, um... Then just ditch the, make the online thing, just leave the online thing alone. Let everyone use it and market that as your subscription service. As yeah. The virtual console. Cause that's like, that's a cool idea. Like pay, I don't want you paying like the money they wanted you to pay for virtual console games all the time. No. Cause some of them were like, like 12 quid for like a friggin' N64 game. Um, and all that. And they were a bit too much. Like some of them it's worth it, depending on the game. Like, you know, if you get Super Castlevania 4, if it's a fiver, fine. Super Castlevania 4 is a great game. Or um, Dracula X, they're both good Castlevania games. Yeah. But, like, five quid for, like, friggin', you know, golf or something, you know, or tennis. Like, no. Like, Nintendo games, like, two quid max. Unless it's Super Mario 3, 3 or something. Like, but this is, like, three ninety nine a month and you can get them all in there. And that'd be great. Netflix for games, as people have always said they wanted. Well, that's what Xbox is going to be doing soon, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's what they do with Game Pass, practically. It's just not everything. It's a lot of things. Yeah. Um, PlayStation 4 now, you can download on PlayStation now. You can download PS4 and... Yeah, um, you download the games. And PS2 games. And you play them so, offline. Yeah, now if they were to get an emulator going for PS3 and PS1, how rad would that be? PlayStation now might become something worth trying. Yeah. Uh, mm. They've also got to reduce the price because it's fucking extortionate expensive. It's five ninety nine, isn't it? Oh, is that it? Yeah, it's not oh, too bad. Okay. But um, It's eight quid for Xbox... Game, game Pass, Pass, yeah, but Game Pass gets you games like on release sometimes. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the yeah. Xbox, the Xbox specific games are all. Yeah, and release, freaking yeah. Battlefield Five is going to be on the um, PC Origin, isn't it? Yeah, like their thing. That's nuts. Yeah, like, well, they've got really to sell cool. it somehow. All those yeah. people that hate SJWs are all saying that they're going to boycott it because it's got ladies in it. No, oh, no, fucking idiots. Women fought in World War Two, dudes. Get over it. It's the fact that there's like still people that <sighs> those dangerous snipers were women in <laughs> World War Two. Well, it's, it's more the fact that there are people that are worried about that. They're like, yeah. oh, I can't threaten my battlefield. Fuck uh, yourself. Like battlefield's ever been super accurate. Yeah. All your battles are won by raising one of three flags. Like, yeah, or, well, say. two of three flags, really. Call of Duty 2 was more realistic. Call of Duty 3 was more realistic than Battlefield is. Um, but yeah. Well, I don't know. Battlefield I, Heroes is more realistic than Battlefield. <laughs> I've got a big head. Um, I, I, am, I am really, really, really curious about... Um, mm. Nintendo Online, I am. The I online just... stuff doesn't, I don't care. It's that virtual console is the thing I think is worth the money. Yeah. Although still three ninety nine a month for 20-something games right now isn't probably no, not. it's not great. But, but it's, it's going to be keep year. building it. and Yeah, and they're going to keep adding to it. And we don't know how many games they're going to add though, but like they've started it already with a bunch of third-party games like River City Ransom. River City Ransom, that game it's is a, a nightmare game. to get on cartridge in the UK. Yeah. Imagine they chuck stuff like Hammer and Harry on there. Like Hammer and Harry sells for like 200 quid sometimes on the yeah. cartridge. Just chuck that in there. One thing I really hate, and I fucking it's just been getting to me ever since I got a Switch. Just let me have my my Wii U downloads. Yeah. Why can't I have them? Yeah. Like I bought them on the Wii, they didn't transfer. Bought them on the Wii U, didn't transfer. You could transfer Wii stuff to Wii U. Only some stuff. Yeah. Not all stuff. Not, not all stuff. No. 
But they had um, what's that thing? They've done in in China. They've released Twilight Princess and Super Mario Galaxy on, on the Android Shield. devices. Yeah, yeah. Nvidia Shield and TV. That's an Android device. Well, it's the same tech. Yeah, the Nvidia Shield TV. You remember I used to they have one. They could port Super Mario Galaxy and Twilight Princess. And well, they probably wouldn't do Twilight Princess because it did get a Wii U port, didn't it? Well, yeah. It came and this out is with... this one's literally the GameCube game, hey, yeah. reg, reg, you know, high defed up. Yeah. But Super Mario Galaxy, just chuck it straight on the Switch. That'd well, be awesome. They did, they did a test because so you remember we we had the stream where we streamed off of the Nvidia Shield TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's the same the device. That, yeah, yeah, that's the same device that in Japan right now is getting. That's what they're putting Twilight yeah. Princess on. The Switch in Japan's going to get um, Assassin's Creed Origins as a streaming game. Really? Yeah, they did it with Resident Evil 7 recently, and it's basically streaming like... Oh, yeah, because Resident Evil 7... On they live. Did, they called it cloud version. <laughs> yeah. And it actually ran in 1080p, didn't it? Yeah, that's kind of nuts, but they're going to do Assassin's Creed Origins on there. Yeah, well, they'll just use the NVIDIA Game Now servers. Yeah. You'd be able to get a version of the game that's running from PC that's going to look better than the Xbox 360 well, yeah. and PS4 versions. Yeah. Well, Xbox One and PS4 versions. So, so when when we had the Nvidia Shield for the streaming thing, one of the most nuts things that we did with it was we played. Remember, we played Batman Origins, Batman Arkham Asylum yeah, Origins. Yeah. We played that in 1080p at 60 frames per second on a device that cost 150 pound. Hmm. For that service, normally you'd have to spend I don't know, it's like five or six quid a month. Yeah. But you had like a whole host of Nvidia Now games, and they're all the same things that you can get on Steam. You know, for that Nvidia Now service. Yeah. And it's all stuff. And the fucking really weird thing is that because it's all server-based, like that old TV Now Games thing they used to do, um, because it's all server-based, you could Twitch stream in 60 frames per second in 1080p using an 150-pound device mm. just with your internet. Yeah. That thing was fucking ridiculous. The fact that the text, it's a different... They've, one of the things they've changed is the processor's downgraded in that, mainly because of the heating issue. So in the NVIDIA Shield, there was a lot of stuff in there to cool it, but because they didn't have a screen or anything like that, you didn't need to worry about cooling it in the same way. Yeah, yeah. Because you have to cool that, they've downgraded the processor, so it runs at 0.78 yeah, but still, gigahertz for four cores. As long as it can which stream the internet at the right speed, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. so as soon as you go over to the streaming side of things, if that introduces a similar system where you can just do a monthly subscription thing, get your Assassin's Creed, get it, but they'll have to stop doing them as individual downloads. Mm. It'll have to be a case of you spend... It'll have to be like Game Pass. It'll yeah, have to yeah. be like I think it's a trial for you in Japan right now because that yeah. wouldn't fly over here. If you could get Origin, if you get Origin Gaming on there, if you could spend eight pound a month, play Battlefield Five on your Switch and play Battlefield Five on your Switch, Madden, FIFA, whatever. Can you imagine how much people would lose their Unravel. minds? All cloud based. <laughs> yeah. And like, firstly, you're not paying Nintendo for discs, so there's the no EA excuse. games on a Nintendo console. Yeah. <laughs> like it's fucking ridiculous, yeah. and the fact that no one's using it is even more infuriating because. Like, all the NVIDIA Now stuff, if they suddenly went, hey, NVIDIA Now's now on the Switch, I'd be one of the first people to sign up because I know how good that surface was. Oh, well, I remember back in the day using OnLive. Yeah, using that's that. it, OnLive TV. That's, that's yeah, what I was talking I used about. To use that. Sorry. I used that. I used that for a while. Yeah. I, did, I couldn't get on with the... Certain games, the lag was, like, fine. It yeah. wasn't too bothered. I, I could play Arkham Asylum with the lag yeah. and stuff. But um, I tried playing Unreal Tournament, and it was too much. <laughs> so, well, that was the problem. Like, yeah. the tech in there, even though you don't need a lot... Yeah. It was a dual-core processor in a fucking box. I just did it through my PC for life. Oh, really? I didn't have the box thing, just did it straight for the PC. Ah, see, I heard people had issues with the box thing. Yeah, because it wasn't as powerful as the PC. Yeah, the PC thing <laughs> they didn't have problems with, but I guess yeah. like it depends on your internet connection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. you need to review something. You I do, your I last do. Review. I got my last review. Uh, so so I, good. I went to cinemas to see a movie. Oh, no. Uh, you know last week you were doing, well, last review, yeah, last review, last episode you did, you reviewed Mission Impossible. 
Yeah. Uh, you did Ghost Nation. Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation. So Ghost Protocol's went, the fourth there. Mission Impossible. So I went to go see <laughs> I went to see Mission Impossible Fallout. Oh right, without me. Oh, well, Darren, we went to go see a film. Sorry, buddy. Um, but yeah, well, you could have been a third wheel. I should have invited you, shouldn't I? I will next time. Uh, we were in Guildford as well. Carl would just get upset. I was giving you a handy J though. <laughs> no one can tell through the popcorn. Anyway, That's so true. um. So I went to go see Mission oh, Impossible man, Fallout. Get popcorn shucks under your. <laughs> there's already ma- there's already enough cum in it. I don't need to add more to it. Um, so I went to go see. Hey, Mission there's Impossible. no hot sauce on this. <laughs> no butter on it. I'll add the butter. Yeah. Um, so Mission Impossible Fallout. Holy fuck! Yeah, everyone's saying it's rad. It's fucking great. It's it's really weird. Like, okay, so I would say of all the fallouts, when the character all the fallouts, all the, all the Mission Impossibles. <laughs> Of all the fallouts, this one's got the best. Do you not tech tell tree. I'm flagging? It's like, like getting yeah, ready Mission for Impossible bed. Fallout is the best tech tree. Getting, getting ready to go to bed. And the post apocalyptic thing, yeah. <laughs> I wish, that'd be awesome. The conversation system's much better. <laughs> <laughs> it's all online only. They brought back the kick the pregnant lady in the. <laughs> I wish they did. <laughs> um, they brought back the Wicker Man mode, which you just start yeah. kicking villagers like Nicholas Cage. <laughs> um, so I saw, I saw Mission Impossible Fallout. It, it was in the same week that I watched Mandy, which was really weird for me. Because Mandy is... So wait, your last review is Mission Impossible Fallout and you could have reviewed Mandy. <laughs> you don't want me to review Mandy. Oh, fine. Mandy's a weird film. I think I'm going to do that next week because that needs like a long review. I want to keep this one short because Mission Impossible is the newer, uh, it's the older release. Mandy yeah. only came out last week. So. Yeah, because it would be really dumb to review the new things on... I want to get this out of the way because it is fine. something that... You're going to watch this soon. I reckon you'll go to the I'll watch it when it's on DVD. It is fucking exceptional. Like, it, it, it's exceptional. It is. It's weird, but it's exceptional. So, um, I went to go see this and I had a bit of a chip on my shoulder to begin with because, um, like... Not, I think that I think that the problem is the film garnered unnecessary attention because of the whole Justice League debacle, and <laughs> and as soon as I was buying a ticket, someone someone behind me in the audience was saying, "Said, oh, it's fucking film. Henry Cavill's not Superman anymore because this fucking film. He fucking had a moustache, didn't he? Wouldn't shave it off for a film. Who won't shave a fucking moustache for a film? He's Superman." And I was like, I was sitting there seething. I was like. Oh, you're a fucking idiot, aren't you? You fucking... You don't understand contracts, do you? You don't understand contractual obligations. He didn't need to go back. Your Superman could have been the dark, gritty cunt he was in fucking... Anyway, that's besides the point. So, um... So, I, I already... I was I was a bit annoyed. I had to hear that. And it was just fucking these mongoloid fucking idiots in the fucking queue. Just... I had to listen to them chat shit for about 20 minutes because the queue was long. And finally, I got my tickets. And we and we got in. Tara's a huge fan of Tom Cruise. And like... Rightly so. I always know. See, look, you're pulling the same face that you I pull when. Face. Pun? You did pull face. a face. Fuck you. So you pulled the same face that I pulled when she said she was a fan of Tom Cruise. And like, we've been to see a lot of the films. I've said for years Tom Cruise is the best action movie star not called Jackie Chan. <laughs> like, I, I kind with of Keanu Reeves, pretty close. But Tom Cruise has a wider acting range than Keanu Yeah, so, so here's the weird Just. thing. Here's the weird thing. So you, you remember Tom Cruise is a Nazi, the film? What? Valkyrie. The one oh, directed yeah. by Brian Singer. Yeah, the one where they wouldn't let him film in Germany. Yeah. So that's, it's actually not a bad film. Yeah, it's all right. It's yeah. quite a good film. But one of the things that I really, really didn't think about when, before, because I did a little bit of research on Tom Cruise because he's a bit crazy and I heard that he wasn't a Scientologist anymore. So I wanted to do some research on mm. some of the shit he's done because I watched all the Mission Impossible films, but I haven't really taken them in as much as I should have. If you can't tell from Rogue Nation, fucking Ghost Nation, all the other shit that I got wrong at the beginning of this. I've taken in the Mission Impossible films. <laughs> I've got the soundtrack to Mission Impossible too. Do, 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 do
Because hate is the only thing you've seen lately. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, um, so in Valkyrie, so you know that he's only got like some of his fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bomb stuff. Shit happened. Yeah, he cut his you, fingers off. You know that no. Tom Cruise? He strapped him down. Yeah, yeah. He went full naive for a little while. So when he's buttoning his shirt at the beginning and he's like missing fingers and stuff, he's like, I think he's got like that and that. Yeah. Or it's like it's like that and that. Like he actually practiced. So they look natural when they green screened out his fingers. Good on him. It was really weird. The, the, the things that he used were like straps. Yeah, he always goes around. the extra mile. He does. He's such a weird guy. And that's why I think the Mission Impossible films work because they're they're like the stunts are real. Like CGI's used the right way. It's like <sighs> they use CGI to erase wires half the time. Yeah. It's like you know they're so, using it cleverly. They're doing things like the face replacement when they pull the mask off. Yeah. You know they they're doing it's it the really way it's good meant cuts. to be. Really fucking good editing. Yeah, is one of the secrets to that because. There's, you know, in the first one, it's a bit, it's a bit jarring when it changes. Oh, the face turns to rubber. <laughs> in this, it does it slowly. So they obviously do a composition shot where they've got one person mm. with a rubber mask. Was it Mission Impossible 3, though, where they said the face technology's got better, it's more realistic now? And, yeah. Well, yeah. that was just basically them saying we're CGI in the faces well, over now. The way they do it is it's a lot of practical stuff, though, and editing. Yeah. Yeah. Because it edits up. So the way that the face goes, they sort of, so what they must do is they must take it and where they're pretending that they're pulling it up, as they push up, they push their face up with their hand. So they hold no, their no, hand they, um, they wear a mask that's got motion trackers on it, and they motion capture the really? act, first actor's face onto their face, and yeah. then they pull off the rubber mask that's got the motion tracking points to reveal really? their face underneath. Really? So it's a CGI face on a rubber mask. That's pretty awesome. But they do film the shot twice, so they have the other yeah, actor come in and do his bit. So they it does get look his... like it looks like it's all done yeah. practically with yeah. two cuts, and then it edits slowly up. So they edit it so that the shots transition up. I'll just have a wipe on the whole screen. Just goes. Well, no, no, just just like <laughs> that's how I do <laughs> That'd be it. Amazing. Just to wipe up the whole screen. The lighting changes. That's how we changes. do because we've got work to budget. These yeah. guys don't have budgets. <laughs> I don't care, uh, but no, like so. It's not a spoiler to uh, to say that the stunt went wrong when they were filming this, right? So Tom Cruise famously broke his ankle. Oh didn't yeah, he? yeah, that's normal. And you've seen the video of where he broke it, right? Which one's that one? So he's running across the rooftop and he has to jump. It's the, oh yeah, it's he cracks his ankle on yeah, the wall. Yeah, part of the finale in the film. But he runs and he cracks his ankle against the thing, and then he lifts himself up and sort of rolls to yeah. avoid putting away on his ankle. That's the shot they use in the movie. Yeah, yeah. And then he limps a little bit after doing that, and I just continuity. I was, I was watching it, and he like he is. He's aware of his. He like he he sort of goes like he goes like, and then he starts running on it again, and then from then on, you can see him just grimace as he runs, and it's like holy shit, Tom Cruise is acting like he's in this. Like yeah. so, um, Henry Cavill plays plays like the foil. He's like the don't go rogue. Yeah, he's another spy. He's supposed Even to be go rogue. Yeah. Stop him and, Ian. Yeah. and there's a fight scene again. This is like a lot of the shit that I'm going to talk about is just stuff that's in the trailers. I don't want to ruin it for you. The ending scene is spectacular. Let's just say Hook plays in the last fight and it's fucking disgusting. Hook. It's yeah. Or like Dustin Hoffman. No. You know the scene at the end of the Amazing Spider-Man Two where a head hits the ground. About the best thing in that film is the sound mixing of that head going like. <laughs> Look against the ground, it's really horrible. Are you saying the best thing in that film is not Peter Parker's bipolar disorder? 100%. Uh, when so, he skateboards into his fucking graduation. Yeah, piece of fucking 100%. shit. So, yeah, so that, that noise is part is the best part of that film. In this, <laughs> they take the same level of sound design, and there is a hook scene that is fucking disgusting. Sexy. <laughs> it's great, though. Um, is it like that? What's that film with. Is it Cynthia Rothrock and the other guy, and the guy gets hung up on the meat <laughs> hook at the end? See ya! <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. gets his eyes stabbed out. Yeah, he's like, ah, and he gets pulled up by the hook. <laughs> See ya. Yeah, that was a Godfrey Ho film, I think. It was, yeah, unbeatable. Yeah, yeah something yeah, like unbeatable, that. Unbeatable, yeah. Um, so anyway, so uh, Mission Impossible. There is a there's a fight scene in a bathroom with Henry Cavill yeah. and Tom Cruise. Where he reloads his arms. Yeah. <laughs> he reloads his arms. Yeah. That fight scene. Um, so what's really nice is like 
you can kind of tell that they're both fighting to try and beat this guy. They aren't really working together. Mm. They're both sort of like going in after the other one's done. So they're not really working together to hold the guy or anything like that. They are just going in in once at a time. And Tom Cruise is very much using like judo throws and like a few like quick hits. Henry Cavill, his fighting style is all boxer, like yeah. classic boxing. So there's the bit that's now in the reloading He's of the arms. He's going to play Dudley in the Street Fighter 3 movie. Immediately after he reloads his arms, mm. he goes in with a six hit combo that hurts to watch. Yeah. Like the proper like chest, chest, head, head. Blocks one, comes in with the other, hits with the other, but then the guy uses the momentum from the hit to twist round, come round, then punch Henry Cavill in the fucking head. And it's the fight choreography, and it's the fact that they're not stunt doubles. Like, those guys were doing some of their own stunts in this. Tom Cruise especially. Like, I can't get over some of the shit that Tom Cruise does in this. Like, you can see... He's like 53 years old or something now. 56. Yeah. 56 years old in this fucking movie. He's getting towards... Roger Moore's too old to be playing um, James Bond age. (laughs) Yeah, but Roger Moore wasn't running. The way he runs in this, like... Yeah, Roger Moore don't run. That scene went... Well, he doesn't now. Um, (laughs) That scene scene where he breaks his ankle, the running that he does up to that, he fucking moves. Yeah. Like, fast. And it's scary fast. So running score out of 10, out of 5? Oh, I give it five out of five. Yeah, five is it, five. so it's up there with Mission Impossible Three running. Yeah, five out of five running. Oh. Mission Impossible Three was the China one. Yeah, that's why he runs across Great. half of China. <laughs> that was fucking incredible. And he outruns a friggin' dust cloud in Mission Impossible Four. Well, he kind of he just puts he, he starts running. He's like, no, even I can outrun this. And just gets a bandana around his face and just goes, fuck, I'm still going. Yeah, resistance mask. Um, it's just great. I, I, it, it is the kind of film. So I didn't realise that these films are getting better. Like, in my head, I keep watching them and there's, like, silly shit that sticks in That's what I said, mind. Mission Impossible 2 gives me that feeling that any minute they could go worse, but they keep getting better. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's silly shit that sticks in my head, like the one where the Kremlin explodes with the nuke underneath. I think that is the last <laughs> yeah, one. That's Mission Impossible 4. That's Mission Impossible That's Ghost 4. Protocol. It's the fucking stupid little screen they've got. They slowly move down yeah, the corridor. that's cool. <laughs> it's ridiculously that camp, shit. camp and silly. Yeah, it's a Mission still, Impossible thing. It's still kind of fun. Um, what, what happened to Jeremy Renner? Um, yeah, he's not in this one, is he? Because I, I think there was something like they weren't sure if he was going to be available. Yeah, because he's Hawkeye. Because they thought he was going to be needed for Avengers or something. Yeah, he's Hawkeye. Yeah. Well, they didn't want to make the Justice League mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Henry but Cavill- I think what it was with the Avengers film, though, was that like everyone was basically clear your rotor out for a while while we're filming this because we might be calling you over. Yeah, actually, that might be true. I'm trying to think of stuff yeah. that the other guys have done in between. Like, yeah, because I think they all basically, because they all filmed it in a few months, but I think everyone was like on call in case they needed them. Well, Peter Dinklage was in that, I think we're alone now film. Yeah. And, uh. <laughs> he got to do his stuff on green screen. Seven signposts or seven, 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 seven boards from outside of there. there, there. <laughs> I can't remember, I reviewed it well. Um, anyway, yeah, so, uh, Mission Impossible 4. It's ridiculous, it's great. Yeah. Where's Bentley's in it? Where's Bentley? Where's Bentley? Is he a car? No. No. Where's Bentley just appears in it? No. And I was like, where's Bentley? It's Blackheart. Yeah. Ghost Rider. Yeah. Yeah. He was was fine, Nicolas Cage. You say Um, Blackheart. Yeah. 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 Um, But yeah, Henry Cavill's great. He basically came across like a character from Blade who got left out. I kept thinking Ving Rhames was going to die. No, he's Tom Cruise's only friend. I know, right? Ethan Hunt hasn't got any other friends. He has friends. a nice little speech about being friends. Yeah. He does. Do they talk about being family? No. Oh. Me padre. Me madre. They should, they should do a Mission Impossible Fast and the Furious crossover. <laughs> That'd be friggin' amazing. Mission Fast yeah. and Furious. They've both got the same ethic for stunt effects no, and stuff. No, like the problem, the problem would be that 
Even though Mission Impossible... more ridiculous in Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Even though Mission Impossible is ridiculous... Don't you want to like, see Henry Cavill fight The Rock? <laughs> if I respond to that, there'll be spoilers. <laughs> mm. That'd be amazing. I mean, you could eventually. Black yeah, Adam. That's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah, um, except it'll be DC... It won't be Henry fight. Cavill anymore. He's, uh, he's gone. We've got to admit that he's gone. He's on to better things. Immortals 2. Immortals <laughs> <laughs> bring back that franchise um, yeah it's really fucking good I can't like the problem is that I I wasn't excited to see it I really wasn't and then I watched it and I was like oh shit yeah, no, these are real films now like in the last one there's the scene in which the woman saves him where topless 54 year old Tom Cruise gets a, gets. you remember where he's got his hands up and he's being attacked by oh, these yeah, guys yeah, yeah. and there's no CGI because you can tell because he's got wrinkly abs and yeah. he's getting beaten up by those guys and that woman comes in and, she, and he's just like huh and it's a bit like The Office, if The Office made Mission Impossible. Oh, no, there's impossible. a whole bit where she like breaks him free and she says, no, I'm not helping you. You tried to escape and you killed all those men and I tried to stop you. That was her cover for it. Yeah. And the thing is with that cover story, it's like, okay, so when they left the room, he was tied up. Yeah. But he's Ethan Hunt. So of course he broke free and yeah. killed all those men. Well, it's not that. It's like, it's like imagine if Jim, well, Jim was in the Jack Ryan series, so yeah. not imagine Jim. Jim's in Jack Ryan. There's bits in Jack Ryan where he looks at the camera. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Tom Cruise, because they've got her... Her is the perspective we're from. Yeah. <laughs> when, there's a scene in that, per, that film where he looks at her and he's like, huh? And it's like he's looking at the camera like, like <laughs> I'm being saved. Yeah. Um, she's great in this one. Um, yeah. Like she's got a little bit less to do. But I know she one of the like, characters is the daughter of Max from the first film. One of what? the bad guys in it. There's a girl, woman in it who's the daughter of Max from the first film. Really? Yeah, no. The film, the, this Mission Impossible ties into all the other films. Oh. Yeah, it's weird. It's like it's got because it carries on a whole bunch of stuff from the previous I did not, couple. Didn't catch that. Yeah, I was. I was. I think that I can't remember what Max's surname was in the first one. No, I think there is there is a woman who sort of semi gives his like. Well, so there's a woman that he deals with that is sort of part of the spoilers. Not really. So it's all about nukes, and the whole thing is that at the beginning they let go three of these um, uranium kegs. That's okay. And that's basically what they're going to make bombs from. And the whole reason they let it go is because Ethan Hunt is focused on saving his team and keeping his team alive mm. instead of actually doing the job. So those three get loose. And then the whole of the rest of the film is him going rogue trying to recover those. He and like, does. one of the people that he deals with in the underworld is a woman mm. who I think may have been. Max's. I can't remember what her name was, but they mentioned. Yeah. She's British and she's like. Yeah, she's Max's. She's, that'll yeah. be her. Yeah. yeah. She's British and she's like, she's like, oh, just listen. Like, we're doing this, we're doing that. You know, you can be involved. It's really clever. Like, there's some clever action scenes. There's some really good, like, it's all practical. There's not much CGI in it, which is really, mm. really good. In well, this they don't just hide it well. There's going to be loads of CGI. It's... There's going to be, like, I think there's going to be little touches up. Like, yeah. like you said, but, for, stuff. but stuff know, like him taking off in the helicopter. Tom Cruise found a fucking helicopter at this at one yeah. point. Like, Tom Cruise does the halo jump. I think yeah. Henry Cavill does a halo jump. Yeah, but I he can fly. So. Yeah, it's true. Um, but there's like sort of hurt him, Superman. Yeah, Superman still. We actually did that for real. There's some, there's some weird. There are some weird choices, and like there's some weird bits and pieces. I think that the problem is that if you go into this and you don't know much about it, then that's where I got a little bit like uh, you're probably a bit uh, lost because you haven't watched the other film, paid attention no, to the other uh, films. Well, I've seen them all. It's just they didn't stick in my head. Like they weren't mm. there. Like I think there's. Where was my copy of the first one? I want to watch that again at some so, point. That's my blue. I'm going to wait for Fallout to come and buy the Blu-ray box yeah. set, aren't I? That's what I need to do. Well, I've got the box set for one through four, if you want to mm. borrow that. Because the first one's... I love the first one. The first one's okay. Yeah, loads of people don't like it now, but I, I think it's one of De Palma's best films. After I watched <laughs> after I watched Fallout, I went and I listened to the um, 
you know the Weekly Planet, the Mr. Sunday News guy, the Australian bloke who does like reviews of pop culture shit? Jim Jeffries. No. Um, but I listened to his podcast. Also Donovan. I listened to his podcast, and one of the funny things he said is, the hair, like they track the hair for all of the films. Oh, it gets longer, and it gets more swish, it gets well, perfect. In the first one, he's got that like army crew cut, and then yeah. the second one, he's got the big sweepy one. <laughs> and then it cuts John back. Luke. It becomes really like conservative. Yeah, yeah, he got out of control, and then it's yeah. gradually pulled back in. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so in the first one, they're like, well, it's luscious now. Yeah. It's beautiful. In the first one, it's a bit like the Fast and Furious players. Like, the Fast and Furious films where they're still in DVDs and DVD and CRT TVs. <laughs> DVD players, yeah. And, um, and that that, the now, they're, now they're saving nuclear fucking winter or they're fucking stopping people from launching subs into the moon or whatever. Um, and in, in the original Mission Impossible, it's a team of spies trying to recover a list of IMF agents. Hmm. Like It's always a list. Yeah, but it, that's what it is, isn't it? Like, that's, yeah, the, that's yeah. the plot, yeah. Yeah, Max and, has got hold of a list of all the IMF yeah, all agents. all the active IMF agents, and yeah. he's going to sell off to the highest bidder. She, and Max is she, a woman. Yeah, she, sorry. Jesus. Um, but you take you take that idea, hmm. and then you've got, you you take all the people. So you've got you've got people like Ethan, Ethan uh, no, not Ethan, Emilio Estevez, is well, like a stereotypical yeah. hacker, and you've got like the woman, she's like, she's like, She's too invested emotionally and she's just a fledgling spy. And then you've got Ethan Hunt and he's like just out of the military. He's a spy. He's got a shaved head. He still looks like a military brat. Yeah. And then you've got the old hat who's like dressed like Christopher Lee from the fucking World War II spy mm. missions, you know. And it's all these traditional people and it's slowly evolved. Like even yeah. Mission Impossible 2 gave something to it, like the stylistic yeah, ideas. A- I know that it didn't give much. Like it gave us Fandy Newton in a starring role. Yeah, she's in something. She's great in that. Um, but, that great. she is great. It's not much good in that film. Um, but yeah, like it's weird that the series has evolved to be. It like gave this. us Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. That's what that film gave us. I mean, it gave everyone <laughs> a gift. Yeah, Hugh Jackman's great. Yeah, I would stand by Hugh Jackman, even though I have seen The Greatest Hugh Showman. Jack- Hugh Hugh Jacks off Man. Yeah, yeah, he's a really nice guy. Yeah, that's the problem. Is he's just too nice a he's guy. Got Wolverine's healing abilities. Skin cancer's <laughs> tried to kill him twice, failed miserably. Three, three times. Three times. Three times. Yeah. Well, he got again this week, did he? <laughs> Freaking yeah, he can't be healed. He's can't a real life Deadpool. Mm. Um, yeah, not Wolverine. Yeah. No, he's Deadpool. He's a real life Deadpool. Yeah, because yeah, he's gonna eventually the cancer's gonna get worse. It's oh, gonna right. fuck up his body. He's gonna have to staple <laughs> a picture of <laughs> Ryan Reynolds to his face. Yeah. Have you seen his wife? What Hugh Jackman? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna know. say I'm not gonna say that she's not a pretty woman. She's just some rare Australian lady, like. But she looks every one of her 55 years. That's fine. And he does not look every one of his 52. Because he's Wolverine. <laughs> he's beautiful. How old is he? Is uh, he 52? I don't know. He anyway. So I give uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. I give it like this is sincere Tom Atkins. Mm. It's a really good piece of action spy movie, and it like. I, if gun to my head, I could probably tell you the big stunts from the last five films, but I couldn't tell you the plot really. You could barely tell which film was which. Exactly. Like Philip Seymour Hoffman like was like the last three. Yeah, was the last villain that really stuck in my head. And like, there are some really good scenes of him in, like the bathroom scene in which he's like, he's got the mask and they've done the voice modulation thing, and he's he's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the scene where Philip Seymour Hoffman's playing Tom Cruise playing yeah. Philip Seymour yeah. Hoffman, and it's great. Yeah. Like, and like, there is. The villain in that was very sinister. Philip Seymour Hoffman walking up to Tom Cruise and going, I'm going to act the shit out of you in this scene. <laughs> um, in this, the villain is like the Weasley dude from the fourth one. Wanked up to one. the back of a picture of Tom Cruise and <laughs> stuck it to a wall. Have you seen Happiness? Yeah. There's a film. Todd yeah. Solondz. Oh my God. 
Happiness has one of the darkest scenes in a film, but for some reason I laughed. Yeah, it's a fucking hilarious film. So, so little the Billy, dad's raping the kid. Yeah, little Billy talks to the. He's talking to his dad. and He goes, "Dad, some boys in my class said that you fucked, you fucked my friends. Is that true?" And he goes, "Yes, Billy." He's like, "What did it feel like?" And he goes, "It felt great. <laughs> it felt amazing. <laughs> Fuck it." Yeah. And that's that's the guy who was going to play the lizard. Um, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't Lara Flynn Boyle behead someone? Can't remember. Lara Flynn Boyle, doesn't she get attacked by the guy that lives next to the bigger lady? No. No one dies in that film. No, someone dies. I can't remember. It's been years since I watched it. Someone gets put in the freezer. It's a really fucking dark movie. Yeah. It's really difficult to watch. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, Mission Impossible, just... It's just weird. Like, these shouldn't be getting better. Not, like, at this level, anyway. Tom Cruise has the action movie formula down, while all the cinemas think... Oh, the formula is superheroes. And they think movie universes is the formula, where Tom Cruise knows that the formula is actually four good set pieces, fun and games, breezy adventure, enough of a plot that you can keep track of. And he knows it's real stunts. I would argue. Exactly, that's the the formula. I would argue, from what I remember about the one before this and this one, Hmm. these are closer to James Bond films. Yeah. The Mission Impossible films. The closest James Bond films in half of the Daniel Craig James Bond films are. Yeah. <laughs> this is more of a James Bond film than Skyfall was. I didn't mind. I like Skyfall. I like Spectre's, Skyfall. Uh, Spectre and Quantum of Solace are both... Quantum of Solace is dog shit. I've never seen Spectre. Spectre's camp. It's really surprising. After it's... Skyfall, Spectre is weird. Because Skyfall's the one with... Anto- with, uh, with yeah, Antonio uh, Banderas. No, no. Um, yeah, Javier Bardem. Anton from... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Javier Bardem is yeah. the bad guy and he is a really good Bond villain. Yeah. And no one really talks about him as a bit, like as a Bond no, villain. That film's good. I love that film. But he's the old 005, isn't he? Yeah, he's like one of the And, and he took the cyanide, cyanide pill. pill. Yeah, and didn't, and kill it didn't kill him. It just fucked up half his face, like melted half his face. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Jesus, that's a good film. I might rewatch that. Yeah. But then Spectre, Spectre I never watched. Yeah, Spectre's really camp. Like I had no it. interest in Spectre, even though Christoph Waltz is in it. Yeah. And I Batista's really liked, in it. Is he? Yeah. Batista plays this guy who's got, uh, what was his whole gimmick? He had, do you have claws on his fingers? He put claws on his hands, I think, and he was crushing, like, I think he only used it once to gouge someone's eyes out or something. Yeah. I like but, fun um, things. Yeah, but he's like basically the Jaws character. Oh. And there's a bit we're having a fight on the train and they, they kill him by wrapping a bunch of um, wine barrels to him yeah. and chucking it off the edge of the train so he gets dragged off the train. Oh, it's a reference to Jaws. Do you remember when Robert Carlyle was a really big yeah. bad guy in it? Yeah, world is not enough. And he had like that was the that was the most interesting part thing about film. the film. Yeah, yeah, was the fact he had been shot. Yeah, he was essentially dead man from Jim Jarmusch's Dead Man. He yeah. was Johnny Depp, and he had been shot. There's only one good Pierce Brosnan. One. He's a really good Bond in some bad films. Yeah, there's some good villains though. I would say that I'd say Robert Carlyle. You had um, no, Sean Bean. Done. That's it. Sean Bean and Robert Carlyle. Actually, to be honest, Tomorrow Never Dies is really, really friggin' like relevant now. Yeah. If you watch it, it's all about the media. Yeah, it's the media controlling the, the what, actual what's views, happening. Yeah, like they're not really the truth. They're and pushing it's basically media. what if Rupert Murdoch decided to start a war? Yeah. Yeah. But um, Die Another Day is bad. No, no. Do you remember the villain for that film? Yeah, it was the Chinese guy and then an Korean. English. It was a, two Korean guys, and yeah. one of them was so horribly burnt by diamonds last time we met James Bond. Diamonds he, in his skin. He decided to turn English. Yeah. Yeah. And then Pierce Brosnan I remember rode a CGI Somehow wave. I remember those films better than I remember the Mission Impossible films. I've got the Bond films here if you want to sit and watch through them. No, I really don't. It's really hard <laughs> to get through. Like, my problem is that 
and people laugh when I say this, but I really fucking like the um, the old uh, Roger. Some of the Roger Moore films are good. No, not Roger Moore. Timothy Dalton. Oh, Timothy Dalton ones are great. They're amazing. They're they're my two favourites. Burn people, brightest people in the shortest say, amount of time, man. Yeah, people say that they're shit. They've been died, like, died, yeah, both of them are great. The first films. one, he falls in love with a woman. He, the violinist, or she plays yeah. the cello. I saw her a while ago at Comic Con, and she oh, really? looks the same. Oh, it's really? weird. Yeah, but she she dies. She's killed at the end of the first one, <laughs> and he mourns her. And then the second one, he's literally just like, "I'm going to kill that guy." And then that's the film. He just goes and kills the guy. Yeah, and it's fucking great. Living daylights and license yeah. to kill. Casino Royale. Like so, it, it would go those two. Then I would say Goldeneye just because I saw it so much as a kid. Mm. Then you've got a lot of Sean Connery stuff. And I said just before that, because it was more relevant to me, I'd go... So I'd go the two Timothy Dalton's, then you've got Goldeneye, then you've got Casino Royale, which is just... Casino Royale is ridiculously good. Mm. And then I would go into a lot of the Sean Connery. I still always put From Russia With Love as my favourite. I love that film. Roger Moore? No, Sean Sean Connery, second James Bond film. Sean Connery. Absolutely fantastic film. But Casino Royale is like... Casino Royale and Skyfall, if people say it's their favourite, I'm like, fine. Casino Royale isn't my favourite, but there's that Mombasa foot chase that's just ridiculous. Mm. There's a scene in which a dude lifts himself up and, like a fucking cat, goes through that tiny window, and then James Bond just goes boom through the wall and keeps running. Yeah. I was like, what if that was a brick wall? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You're really just playing playing with fire. He knows what he's doing. No, he doesn't. He has no idea. He's winging it in every one of those films. I feel like I'd say that Quantum of Solace has the surprise best ending. Hmm. which is where the guy's walking away and he goes, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you this. There you go. And he gives him a can of oil and he goes, I bet you that before you before you dehydrate or before you die of, um, of uh, dehydration, you think about drinking that oil and you do it. Yeah. And they just fucking let him walk. He goes, towns that way, about 300 miles. <laughs> just walk. Here's your can yeah. of oil. And he like, takes his phone off him and if he gets, he's just like, you fucking go. Like that. That's like, that's the darkest James Bond has been in quite a while and that was nice. Yeah. It's good. Because he needs to take the shit personally. Like, Casino Royale, obviously, Eva Green plays a love interest, and then she dies at the end, and then you get Quantum Solace. It just, it didn't. Quantum Solace is shit. Just not good. And they tried to try to copy The World Is Not Enough and a Timothy Dalton James Bond. Bad choice. But yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, your review, Ant, your final review. Sorry about that. That went on a long time. Fuck's sake. It's almost two hours. Yeah, I know, sorry. <sighs> Fucking cock. Right, so um, I've got a rather really long review because I finished watching weeks ago now Power Rangers Ninja Storm. Way! What's so uh... we're done with the Saban era. Yeah. The original Saban era. That's done. Saban out of it. Disney, first series that they have fully produced, Power Rangers Ninja Storm. How is it? And it's really fun. It's like someone decided, you know what? Fuck it. Let's make this camp. Um, does, that make the, does that make the female Power Rangers Disney princesses, apparently? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, there's only one in. They don't. They don't turn any of the male ones female in Disney. Um, but no, it's basically a bunch of there's three students at a ninja academy. They seem to be a bit shit at their being ninjas because they kind of keep of turning up late. They're into extreme sports, um, and then all the ninjas get kidnapped by an evil ninja called Lofor. No, he's bad. Who is he? He's played by actually played by the same person who plays the master of the good guys. Really? Yeah, there's a reason for that. <gasps> They're brothers. Twin brothers. They're conjoined twins. But the leader of the good ninjas gets turned into a hamster. Do they both go a home CGI and like, you'd hamster. never believe what yeah. I did with those teenagers yeah. today. And then the other one's like, you'd never believe what I got the monsters to do with those teenagers. And they're like, you know what? Do you sometimes think maybe we work in opposite businesses? He's like a we're... hamster. <gasps> what? He gets turned into a hamster. Oh my God, keep going. But anyway, so it's just 
three members of the main team, which yep. I like that. I like that's a bit of a change with yeah, Super Saiyan yeah. with Power Rangers. And there is like other ones, like uh, extra rangers. Less important. Ones who might be bad, but then they turn out to be good. No one cares about them. Yeah, no, they're all right. They're um, Blake and Hunter, the Thunder Ninja Rangers. Blake and Hunter. They come from another Ninja Academy. Yeah. Um, And it's it's a fun series. It's full of like, it's blatantly influenced by the 60s Batman series. It's cool. full of Dutch angles, full of cartoony silliness. Wait, who's um, angles? Dutch angles. You know Dutch from Predator. Um, Dylan, you son of a bitch. So it, there's like self-referential humour going on all the way okay. through it, like really dumb stuff like, oh, who are we supposed to be fighting now? Anyone who's not a primary colour. <gasps> so they fight the... Yeah! There's a really dark joke, which I mentioned a few weeks ago, which is where the giant pig monster had been defeated and the villains are like, well, we won't be seeing him again and they're eating pork ribs. And it's yeah, like, yeah, you mentioned that before. It's, like, it's Disney. <laughs> that's, that's Disney for you. They're eating the villain. They're eating a monster. Of course they are. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it's got some really nice stuff in it. Just the the main rangers all have their strong personalities to them. One of them's a full blown idiot, and they never try to make him out to be anything more than an idiot, which is fine. <laughs> I like that. There's no he doesn't turn out to have some super amazing secret, like you know, really smart about anything. He's just he's, he's just skull. a fucking idiot the whole way through. Um, he's a motocross biker, and he's really good at it. Oh, he's really good at motocross. Yeah. That's relevant. Um, there's some really great episodes in it. There's some really just enjoyable, fun Power Rangers stuff. It's not big or dramatic. It has its like dramatic moments, but they're usually undercut with humour and stuff like that, and it doesn't take itself too seriously. Well, that's good. Like, the Green Ranger, Cam, he starts off the series being just the guy in the chair. Yeah. He's like, you know, oh, the monster's come and you got to go do the thing. And he keeps voicing his frustrations about how his father didn't pick him to be one of the Ninja Storm Rangers. And then later in the series, like, I mean, they had to come up with a backstory for this because in the Japanese show, the Green Ranger's just an alien or some shit. And he doesn't actually unmorph. He's just, he's always, that's what he looks like. Um, he travels back in time and gets an amulet from his mother before he was born. And then he finds out that his um, his father's brother is actually Lothar. So they are and brothers. He abandons him. And uh, Lothar gets shot into space. Because what, that's what ninjas do. When a ninja betrays the others they get sent to space um to become space ninjas yeah and you know you said that with a like you said that as if that's not true it's normal it's a normal thing yeah that's a right of passage yeah but he gets an orb thing that lets him become the samurai ranger (gasps) which is cool and he can turn his helmet around he's got like a what's got like a cross-shaped helmet at the front and he spins it around i'm sold and he pulls off his armor and he's like supposed to be quicker or something does it like three times in the whole series um but it's it's just a fun, silly series. Yeah. Um, and it's got a nice story out that leads through it. And at the end of the series, the students prove their masters when they lose their powers and they beat villain without their powers, because it proves that they were learning all along. Yeah. They weren't just a bunch of surfer idiot skateboarders. They learned. Of course, they're not. They're mm. well developed characters. There is a bit at the start of the series where they mention um, Power Rangers is a comic book, and then they find out Power Rangers are real. Wait. So I don't know if what. It was committing to whether all the previous Power Rangers aren't real, or if just they're real, but they're real Power Rangers. Maybe I don't know. It's the second time they referred to Power Rangers being a comic book in this I, whole show. I'm going to say I'm slightly confused because yeah. didn't whole cities get destroyed? Yeah, you think people would notice? Yeah, it's, this is like set in America though, but they're um, it's filmed in New, New Zealand, so everyone's got fake American accents, which is great because they're all New Zealand actors. Yeah. Um, doesn't have a crossover with a previous series. It's its own self-contained thing. Um, but yeah, it's it's just fun shit. 
It doesn't have all the goofiest stuff from a show it's based on. It's based on um, Hurricanger, which is a Super Sentai series where they have like, they do like ninja magic a lot in that show. Yeah. And they do stuff like make big ears appear on their helmets so they can listen in on the villains and stuff like that, which none of that's in the show. Um, they, they have their ninja abilities to jump about fast and stuff, but none of the goofier weird shit, which is a bit of a shame. Because the show is like, goofy. It'd be fun <laughs> if they, if they maybe just yeah. leaned into the, into the... Well, they're doing the following series, Dino Thunder, which oh, okay. we'll get to one day. Dino Thunder, robots uh, in disguise. That's exactly how the future is. Really? Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. No, um, but yeah, so there's fun characters in it. The villains have got these two girls. He's got his nieces. Yeah. Um, and they're both idiots the whole way through the series. He's got until they get to a point where you think they've revealed that they're actually really smart and yeah. they've been playing dumb the whole time to trick one of the villains into helping them pull off a task where they can betray their uncle. But it turns out they're not actually smart. Their uncle just told them to pretend they're smart. They're still idiots. They're just really good at playing dress up. And so they were just playing dress up for smart people. Yeah. Which is just the dumbest. Huh. Like it's one of the most brilliant, silly, perfectly fits within that universe plot twists imaginable. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's like, ah, we're actually really smart. And they completely change how they act for a while. But it turns out they're still fucking idiots. <laughs> All along, they were just dumb ladies. They're just really good at acting, yeah. apparently. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed the series. It's light and breezy. It's not like... It doesn't try and get like serious like Time Force and Power Rangers in Space did. And yeah. it's not... It's got character, which Wild Force was missing. So for the first Disney series, it's quite good. And it's kind of cool because like, Disney were desperate to kill Power Rangers. They didn't want Power Rangers. Well, no, that was but, obvious by the fact that they just didn't really invest any time or anything into it. No, well, Disney executives couldn't understand why they couldn't just dub the Japanese show. And, like, well, just, it wouldn't work. Yeah. <laughs> um, those shows are weird sometimes. But um, So they had their budgets cut loads, and that's why they were filming in New Zealand and using non-union actors and all this sort of stuff. And Well, it's all awkwardness, but they clearly were trying their hardest. The people making it clearly cared. Oh well, yeah, they never they cut corners with they this could. shit, do they? They, they, they? There's loads of like, like they have filmed plenty of stunt sequences and stuff like that, and there seems to be a lot more unmorphed fights going on, which is usually a sign that they're spending a bit of money on it. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's just weird that there's this through the whole run of the Disney stuff. There's all this stuff about how Disney wanted to kill Power Rangers off, but the toys were selling really well, so they couldn't really get away with it. Yeah, because um, there's only like if you go over the history of like toys selling, like what's the best selling toys? The only years where Power Rangers isn't the top selling toys years when a Star Wars film comes out. It's like Power or Rangers Marvel. always. They had like Marvel no, Marvel's Re- never been really. No, Marvel's no. never been that good with toys because Marvel Legends and stuff like that. No, they they were wouldn't fucking come massive. anywhere near how much Shit. Power Rangers sell. It's madness, like Power it? Rangers stuff is next top level. Yeah. Like like Transformers at its height stuff. Yeah, um, probably not nowadays. Power Rangers has gone a bit downhill nowadays, but in terms well, of popularity with kids and stuff, the problem is that like there's. You can watch so much horrible shit on YouTube. Like, people don't want to see people in Kids want PewDiePie too. figures. Yeah, shit like that. <laughs> but no, Ninja Storm's fun. It's, it's it's breezy, light, and fun. It reminds me a lot of the early series where it's a bit sort of knowing and it knows what it's doing. Yeah. It's winking and nodding as it goes along. And it's got fun Zord. I like the Zord. The Megazord's like a big clunky old bastard. And he's got a fast mode, which is just basically a guy in a rubber suit going <laughs> super fast. Um, I'm speed I like up that. I like that. I like that. I like there's a different modes. Um, yeah. There's one episode where, because they haven't introduced how a sword does a certain thing in one episode, 
where a new combination for one of the Zords, it just comes into the shot. They're just stubbing the line, oh, that's a new mode, yeah, I just figured it out. And then it just never shows up again. In the Doesn't need to happen again. Yeah. Just happens once. Just as, obviously there was no way they could write it out of the episode. They never introduced it in the previous ones. So fuck it. It's like, yeah, 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 I just figured it. It's new mode. Yeah, yeah sorry guys. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know I could do this before. Works it out now. Yeah. It's all in there. Yeah, got it. Sorted. But yeah, fun series. Good good return to form because I didn't like Wild Force too much. No. No, Wild Force was boring. Um, but Wild Dino Force Thunders, is the one with the weird aliens, right? No, Wild Force is the one with friggin' um, they got this friggin' floating island and oh, monsters yeah, yeah, and yeah, Cole's yeah, yeah. main Red Rangers are Tarzan. None of the characters have any character. Yeah, I remember. And the best remember. episode series is the Time Force crossover. Like, but I'm watching Dino Thunder now, and I'm I'm halfway through it, and it's friggin' good. Dino Thunder is, and we'll get to that next time. Yeah. Because you saw, you caught the end of it I was watching earlier, where they're watching an episode of Super Sentai. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Apparently that happened because Jetix that week on TV was doing a Japanese night, and they were showing <laughs> loads of... So they were just like, fuck it. Yeah, they were showing loads of like um, Japanese anime and stuff like that on Jetix. Yeah. Um, they're making a big old Japan anime, here's some Dragon Ball Z and all this sort of stuff. Mm. So that episode of Power Rangers where they watched Super Sentai was done to tie into that. But the previous episode had a bit where Tommy's sorting through files of all his research he's done over the years. And... Um, well, Tommy's not there though because he's been stuck in his Black Ranger costume for a few weeks. Because oh, of course, I guess they couldn't fly Jason David Frank over. But um, all his files had like logos from old Super Sentai series. Yeah, just kind of nice little nod. Like you probably most kids won't know, but you see the Live Man, Change Man, Bio Man, um, friggin' Die Ranger, and all this other stuff like Jet Man and everything. They're all these little that. logos. It was kind of cool just see them in the background. Nice little nod and wink for the for the nerds. Um, for the nerds in there there you go there's yeah. your little yeah enjoy yeah. that there was a couple that was like um, Lightspeed Rescue's logo which was like from what Go Go 5 in Japan yeah. but the Die Ranger one's kind of interesting because Die Ranger was one of the series where they didn't use the costumes they just used the Zords so the idea that Die Ranger exists but their Zords were Mighty Morphin Zords in Power Rangers yeah so what Zords do the Die Rangers have in fact one of the Die Rangers was a Mighty Morphin Power Ranger the White Ranger Anyway, oh. um, Ninja Storm, it's good. It's good. Yeah, now end the podcast really quickly before okay. uh, it becomes well, the longest always, episode again. You can find me at Critapocalypse on Twitter. You can find Anne at LV54SpaceMonkey on Twitter. Can you now? He's also Mellow Gaming, the most popular Mellow Gaming channel on YouTube. Possibly. You can find us on Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher. Can you? No, just SoundCloud. Just And SoundCloud. You can find us pretty much anywhere that you can download podcasts. Can you now? Thank you very much for listening. As always, Trump fucks kids. Um... I mean, this week, what have we got to look forward to? Predators, maybe. Yeah. I'm going away for a bit. Uh, I'm going to go to Swanage with Taro. I'm going to go hang out. Um, as always, look after yourself. I'm going to be probably reviewing a lot of mobile games the next episode because I'm going to be away. Yeah. It happens, doesn't it? Sometimes. Um, but all in all, hope you have a good time. Always, as always, subscribe, comment, whatever the fuck you do on this uh, stuff. Um, no one listens to this point because the podcast has been two hours long. Exactly. It's been a very long podcast. If you want to tell your friends, just let them know that we do this. It's probably not going to interest them. I don't think we're even funny anymore. I still put it as comedy whenever I upload it. Not mm. upload it, whenever I tweet it. You rarely remember. I don't think you even tweeted the last episode. I did tweet the last episode. You, I did. You probably click retweet on my tweet saying <laughs> I was uploading it. I will genuinely spend time. Because you do tend to share when I'm saying I'm uploading it I after will, I've uploaded it. I will I will make sure that I do a lot of tweets about yeah, this one. I'm yeah. going to be away, so I've got nothing else yeah. to do. Anyway, love you all, as always. As I said, Trump fucks, queer, Trump fucks kids. Jesus Christ. Jump, Trump fucks quiz. Trump fucks back, do, back, do. Trump fucks kids, and so does Alex Jones. Alex Jones is a cunt. Fuck you all, Nazis. Nazis are cunts. 
Everyone hates them. Racists are cunts. Nazis are cunts. Everybody hates those stupid fucking cunts. And how you doing? Night! Bye.